This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You guys, I'm coming to you live from Florida. Spring break. I'm in the thick of it. No, I'm really not. I, um, I, I don't put two and two together very well. And so I, I left on Sunday to come out to Florida to help my dad take care of my grandmother. I know I'm a saint. Um, it was packed at the airport. I had an, I had a middle seat on the most packed plane. It was only four hours and I was coming from LA. For some reason, I remember that flight being like six hours, but I'll take it. And then Orlando, when I got in, the Orlando airport was packed. And I'm seeing all this stuff about flights being canceled. 12,000 flights were canceled. I don't put two and two together at all. So two days go by and I was talking to my sister yesterday and she goes, you should be careful. You have a Sunday flight coming back. It's spring break, so you may want to try to come out Monday. I'm like, oh, it's spring break. That's why it's horrible, and that's why it's crazy. So I'm out here. I'm not anywhere near spring break. I'm in Vero Beach, which is a retirement area. Um, it's lovely. It's quiet. My grandmother is a few weeks away from turning 100 years old. She's unable to stand. She can't really talk and doesn't really know what's going on, but does seem to know what's going on. Um, she's still the sweetest thing in the world, but she needs a lot of care. And so I'm helping my dad for the week and... But that doesn't stop the pod, you know? Um, welcome to She Speaks Bravo. I'm Emily. Hey. This episode, I've got Pia and Curtis are back, and I'm about to sell you on it. Get ready. The Wi-Fi's terrible here, so Curtis was cutting in and out. I was We were blaming Curtis for it, but I think it was totally my st- my side of the equation. Um, the audio keeps stalling, so I had to cut a few parts out. Um, I did my best to make it linear and easy to follow, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Curtis's audio was pretty hard to hear, probably because my Zoom was getting such bad um, reception. So, you know, I'm really just hyping up this episode as much as possible. Can't can't say enough good stuff about it. Um, I'm going to put timestamps in the description because the Candy and the Gang recap, as much as I, I Candy and the Gang is dear to my heart, you know, I love it. Um, but that that is choppier than the Summer House recap. So check the description. I, I will timestamp when Summer House 
comes in so you can you can just skip to that but you know i don't recommend it but like if you're like okay cannot handle this this is too choppy i get it i fully get it um okay please like subscribe rate review share you know those things okay all right listeners we are back we are back with the same peeps as last week because it was just too fun you guys i got such good feedback oh from last really week. i had I did, a yeah. blast last i week. had a such good feedback. okay let me do a proper intro we got pia you know pia she's she's pia ooh, 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 i'm here and we got curtis and this time <laughs> curtis doesn't have left. to leave <laughs> nope nope i'm here to stay all curtis morning doesn't to, curtis doesn't have to work <laughs> Okay, guys, so wait, how much did we love Candy and the gang this week? Okay, I definitely, I really, I enjoyed the game part. I enjoyed what the purpose of the whole game thing, I felt like it, they accomplished that. Because We're getting, I, like, resolution. Yes, and I love seeing cause and effect and problem resolution in shows. Especially when it's such a quick turnaround. And I must say, I feel like in this episode, I don't know about y'all, but Philip, I'm starting to like him now. He's like, thank you guys. You (laughs) gave him a heart. Yeah. (laughs) I think that that whole team building thing was really good for everyone all around. Philip needed it the most, though. They were trying to play it like the team needed it. It was like, honestly, it was Philip. It was Philip. But I I think the team did need it in a sense of to to get to see a different side of Philip. So I think it, it it really was a beneficial activity, and I to see Mama Joyce do the worm on the floor was everything for me. Okay, <laughs> okay, we'll get to that. All right, so the sit down was so we pick back up with the sit down with Shandrika, and I was just like Candy and Todd. This was a real misstep for them. They should yes. really not have pulled her aside to do this because you can't you cannot scold a staff member for venting to another staff member about how they feel like you can't like as much as we would like to as management and owners you can't you just can't you can't be like so we heard you were talking about this it's like well she was just calling a friend essentially to talk about to vent you can't get mad at someone for that so she did exactly in my opinion what had to be done and she was like I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, deny mm-hmm. till you mm-hmm. die, Curtis. Yeah, you I'm can't... always going to deny till I die. Deny till you die. Unless deny you have like hard evidence, and which, she they like, did. which they <laughs> did. They they did, but they but but again, as we said, obtained illegally. This is this is a public service announcement to anyone listening. <laughs> if you work anywhere. And someone accuses you of something, unless they can give you solid, like, like show it to you, deny till you die. Yeah, they if they're they, not showing you the footage, even if they do the show proof. you, even if they do show, do show you, the footage. yeah, even if they do show, you know, like I, they ask. honestly, <laughs> honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't me. Just deny it. Wasn't to, me. It wasn't me. Like, like, literally, do that until until they give you the paperwork to sign. Yep. Even then, don't sign it. They could have brought Don Juan into it since he was there and witnessed the comment. Or they could have just simply asked, hey, we wanted to pull you aside directly since you've been here the longest. We really wanted to give your feedback on how you're feeling. Things have been going. These past yeah, since they year. attacked her in front of everybody, like right. at the meeting, which is going to put anyone on the defense. Of course. On guard. Right. 
I thought she was going to cry for a moment. I did I, too. I Me was, too. Her, she looked like she was doing the lip quiver and I was like, oh, I couldn't no. tell if she was, I couldn't tell if that was a tactic. I couldn't tell if she was like, okay, wait, yeah. should I use the cry? Should I use the tears? And then she's like, no, abort that. I don't think I need to use those <laughs> that's, right that, now. That's exactly, that's, that's exactly what I felt like too. I felt like she was quivering. I was like, Oh, is she going to cry? But then it, it did feel like a tactic at the end when she was just like, nah, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, she's so like, mm, I don't need to. I don't yeah. need to bust those out. Because so she's then, like, they don't have real information. But then they kept her out there for so damn long. And this is proof that this is not like Vanderpump rules because you got Aunt Nora in there wiping tables and Mama Joyce hosting. And I'm she's like, okay. like, Mama Joyce is looking around like, I don't know if you like it or not. Like, she's like, I, I guess know. I'll check downstairs to see what's going on. Like, she's like, let me, where is the house? You can tell this is not, they don't have a lot of m- money on this one because like they have that, that like whatever this camera is, it says OLG tea time that's watermarked in the bottom. They don't even of it. get, yeah, like they're they like, they have a confessional later, but they're like, we still need the footage. So we're going to have to give you guys this little cheesy camera to go like talk to too but i'm like yes. someone needs to get back on the floor all right yeah. so then we get brandon and dom unique she's got a gig she's gonna go to london she's dancing with rick ross that's all we need to know about that all right so but now we have for her so exciting so exciting so now we got brian's place with his soul role business he's doing pop-up shops it's great Shandrika comes over this is just so authentic restaurant relationships it really she, is. He comes over to tell, like, tell him what happened when she got sat down with Candy and Todd. And it's just like, did it not just feel like what it's like when you work in a restaurant and like you have a friend, you have to go tell them what happened? Yeah. And since he was suspended, she had to go to him because typically that conversation would happen after the shift. You would go meet at a bar or somewhere, but it was just like, my boy was suspended. So let me go over there, <laughs> get some egg rolls. With yeah, let me, let- side, side note there. Did y'all notice that he was using a plastic spatula to get the egg rolls out? Is that bad? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, can someone correct us if this is bad or good? But no, I, I feel I, like I, the I, chemicals that no, you I put think, in the hot grease. No, I think it's fine because I think it's probably one that's. I've seen um, chefs use plasticware, plastic utensils, but it's to put in hot grease. I just googled your question because I think that the, the viewers should know. Uh, I literally put it. Can you put plastic utensils in hot grease? Uh, it says avoid cooking hot food with plastic spoons, spatulas, and whisks oh, because really? to- because toxic chemicals could leach into your dinner. Thank you. I <laughs> said that you said was- toxic chemicals out of your own mouth. You said that. I was like, I don't want them chemicals in my grease. We should. Okay. You know what? We'll DM him. <laughs> yeah, just like let him know. Like hey, we'll let him know. We'll <laughs> let him know. But you know, he's a star. I like when uh, I like because I feel the same way when she says when she tells Brian, she's like, I think Patrick was the one who told Candy and Todd. He looks like a snitch because he does. He does. Patrick, look like a, he is. He, he is just a looks snitch. like a doofus. He's just so goofy. When I first saw Patrick, <laughs> I thought, oh, he's so cute. And then he started speaking and I yep. quickly was like, no, thank you. Okay. <laughs> before before the hilarious scene with. Patrick Melvin and and Chandrika, we have that like debrief of the town hall meeting with yeah. um, Philip, Don Juan, Candy, and Todd, mm-hmm. and it's at OLG two, which looks like it's that looks like it's so much better than OLG one. I want to know where the location is for that. So they talk about the town hall meeting, and Philip really has a hard on for Brian. In my opinion, this it's what it kind of goes back to what we said last week where like it's a queen off. It's like he can't handle the sass. It's like Brian is so quick 
with the sass. And I get it. He was very disrespectful to Brandon when Brandon was like, hey, guys, you can't sit at the bar. And Richard just got right up. And Brian had to give some attitude, which, to be honest, but wasn't that deep? But Brandon, but Brandon, but Brandon earned that because he doesn't. He is, yeah. It's probably how Brian always was to Brandon, and Brandon's like, wait, no, no, we don't do that anymore. And so because we have cameras now, and we can't be doing that. He just needed a little. Brian just needed a little bit more checking, but he was like, you know, Brandon was like a little embarrassed. So it's not that deep. That's what it was, Emily. He was embarrassed. Oh, he was. came at, back at him like that absolutely of, yeah well the thing is again we have cameras now so they have to like brian brian has to be a little bit more aware of like how like people are talking to him so like if you're t- if he lets brian uh talk to him like that in front of like he doesn't look he already doesn't really look like much of a manager <laughs> so it's just like having his like employees just like talking back like that it's just not a good look at mm-hmm. all so i think it was like but but, but philip really is not letting it go However, I get that he just wants to hear from Candy because they've hired him to be this person coming in and changing things up. So it feels like he is being devalued and like questioned by the very people that have hired him to do this job. Yeah. I get that he's like, hold on, I need you guys to back me up. So Candy, it, like, I, I kind of respected all people in this scenario, in this scene. I, I think that it was a really difficult situation because yeah. I, a part of me also feels like Candy made, because again, she's been on this show. She's had a lot of spinoffs. She hired Brian and um, Torin Torin back. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if she had a conversation with him like, I love your personality. You need that on the show. And like Brian said, you know, maybe he that's why he's turning like, like what Brandon said, your personality is slightly different than what it was eight months ago. Before, yeah. Um, maybe maybe he was t- maybe like turning it he, up. Maybe he was like prepped to like, hey, like, you know, like we need we want to show. We some, are filming know, a show. Like, you know, turn it up a bit. And so like for him, it's like I was turning it up. And now you guys are trying to act uh, like, <laughs> like, what do you like? Mm. You, I was told to do this. Or not even <laughs> turn it up. Just be your complete self. And now and, all of like, a sudden you guys want to like, now it's a problem. Play, like play me and like Suspend me. Like, I can see how Candy is just like, and that's probably why Candy is like, uh, I think it's fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but Todd is over there, like, no, I'm with them. They, he can go, and it's just like, uh, I, please stop talking about Todd until we get to that part. part yeah, because I'm, we need to yeah. we need to save Todd talk yeah, because Todd right. talk is going to be a whole segment of us talking. <gasps> bad about Todd. Emily, should we have a portion of the Todd talk? Todd talk? <laughs> I'll put like a theme music to it. <laughs> he is the villain. Because we uh, right he's now. the villain of this show, that is for sure. Yeah. Um I want I have to pause and say real quick that Candy, my favorite side of Candy is competitive Candy. Oh, absolutely. So I love, love that she's doing team building day because when she gets competitive, it's my favorite thing in the world so yeah. i am all about her and apparently like everyone else is competitive so i am actually so excited that they are doing this team building day and they are gonna mm-hmm. like come for each other's throats and be all and about they're it actually into it and not yes. like yeah you know, like they're forced to do something that they don't want to do because yes. i was a little worried too because me, me too. i'm like team bonding i'm like am i getting paid for this bitch <laughs> i'm not showing up nowhere I'm clocking in. I'm getting paid. I'm clocking in. I'm getting overtime. Oh, I am the person that would have done it for free. I love Pia would. Pia loves you. Know this shit. I would. I'd be like, I'm so into it. Like I would be like, Pia yes. comes in costume. Pia has a whole. Oh, I would have. I would have had a costume. I would be 
if people were not actually playing, I would be like, do you want to be on this team? Because it's a hundred dollars. Wait, real quick though. I know we already touched on the Patrick Melvin, Shandrika moment, but the, the setup of this scene is so funny. We got Patrick and Melvin, odd couple going to buy juice. They're going <laughs> juices. And then Patrick's in a hammock. Melvin's like, I can't fit in a hammock. And then Shandrika I really wanted to up. see him sit in that hammock. Shandrika, first she has, Shandrika's like, Brandon, watch the front so I can go yell at Patrick and Melvin. <laughs> so she <laughs> leaves her pose to go walk down the street, obviously set up by production so that she could go walk down the street. And she's like, hey, I heard you guys said something. And they're just like, what? They're just laughing at him. And Patrick is just like swinging in the hammock. He's like, you heard that from me? And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hold on, my thumb like, got caught in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> such a doofus. And then as she walks away, he's like swinging and meditating. Like I was like, this is just comedy. This was just your Pure comedy. Comedy. Patrick is a whole fucking idiot, and I kind of yeah. Love him for it was it. Really, like I actually like I was really mad at him last last week because he was just a rat. He just felt like a rat to me. But this time I'm like, oh, I get it. You're funny and like you're a clown. But also, I would never ever talk about anything business related in front of Patrick because even if we're friends I'm a I'm a loyal family person and Candy, yeah. Candy yeah. is his Candy is his family and I would tell like and his grandma is one his of the grandma. OLG like I'm not why would you talk about anything yeah. I, if they were talking about my family business like that which technically he probably has a little piece of because if his grandma passes yeah she probably is giving him something yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I don't actually fault him at all for gr- going to them because that is his loyalty first. So it's yeah. on them if they really think he's not going to say something. But yeah. it is how he delivered the message, though. He delivered yeah. it super all messy. Like, all oh, like absolutely. But yeah. yes, he was, he was definitely very messy. I'm not going to lie. But I might it- need to start releasing this video because you need to see these faces we're making over here. I actually think Curtis is frozen again. No! <laughs> oh, he is. He just texts us. I'm going to, oh my God, I'm going to restart my internet. Because Curtis right, would never, guys, Curtis would guys, never be that still. Yeah, and I are going on without Curtis because we got to get through this. He's just going to have to hop in and hop back out. Let him, Pia, can you text him a little bit? Yes. We're going to keep going. He can hop in like it's like a double Dutch, uh, jump rope. He can just yes. hop in, hop back out. Dom and Brandon have their cute little car date thing driving. And I have to say, this was really cute the way they had their like, I'm your girl, you're my girl. I know. It was so like, like, so you're saying when I'm, uh, when I'm in London, you're not going to see anybody else. He's like, yeah. Oh my God. That conversation (laughs) gave me so much anxiety. Not, not, not in a bad way because I knew how that conversation was going to go because it's very clear they both like each other. So I wasn't nervous about the response, but it's like, you remember like when you're, first dating someone and it is going really really well and it gets to that that point where you're like i kind of have to have the conversation like are we seeing other people like is this like or am, like because i know i'm not but like i can't assume that you're not so but i don't want you to so now i actually have to have the conversation oh that, it's because it's, like, it's nerves excited nerves but it's, it's excited nerves, nerves it's and still nerves yeah because this that answer is going to be the catalyst of how the rest of the trajectory of the relationship is going to go. And I don't know if it was editing, but they gave it a nice long pause. Well, it definitely said, so. was. Yeah, it was definitely editing. Um, 
they definitely try to build that up in the the sneak peeks, like <laughs> try to make that. it. They kind of made it try to seem like uh, Brandon was going to be like, uh, "I'm definitely well, see." That's different. <laughs> yeah, like, but he clearly was like, uh, "No, of course not." Like, <laughs> I th- kind of think that my prediction for next episode is that he is going like they're going to have a conversation and kind of give him an ultimatum. And I think that the way they're trying to tee it up is like he's going to. They're trying to make it seem like he's going to tell her we they should break up, but I think it's going to be the opposite. I think he's going to be like, I really like you and I really want to see where it goes. And I think we have potential. I want you to keep your job. I'm going to quit. Because honestly, he can get another management job. Yeah, I, and I don't think they can move him to. They can move him to another OLG, maybe. Yeah, I think. I think. I actually think that's what's going to happen. That's a, an actually a better uh, tweak to my prediction. I think that he's going to, which is maybe why they introduced. The other, the other location, yeah, just so we had a reference. Yeah, and I think that they're going to transfer him, right? So that could that, that could be easy. That, that not like solve, he's not so that like way he's all that good of a manager, though. right? But it, it solves the pro- it solves a lot of problems. It solves the fact that he doesn't have to find another job. It solves the fact that he can still be on the show, and it makes sense because he's on another he's at another location. So like exactly. they, probably, they probably won't film where he is, but it still makes sense for him to be on the show, even yeah. if they you know, and if they do break up. They can transfer him back or something like that. Whatever, but it, 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 it would. It's easy for him to be like, "All right, then I'll go somewhere else." Even if he just got another restaurant job, another management job elsewhere. Yeah. Okay, so now we go to Candy's house. It's Riley's birthday. Kayla and Riley never smile, not one time. They Literally. all those kids always look so miserable. I, the only kids, the only one that never ever looks miserable is Blaze with his little cute little butt. Yeah. Oh my god, they are so cute. Is his name little Blaze? kids? Or no, this For, is, welcome which, back, Curtis. Wait, which? What are the two kids, kids? Kids' names: Blaze, Blaze and God dang it, I is Ace. it Ace. Ace. Is, wait, so which one's which? Is Blaze the little boy? Blaze, Blaze is, is the youngest. The, is the girl, right? Oh, okay. So Blaze is the girl and Ace, Ace is, is the little boy. boy. So Ace is always so cute and just... Oh, he uh, is so cute. He's so cute with Riley. He loves Riley. Riley's like his little, his second mommy because uh, there's just such a big age difference. Um, But Riley and... Riley looks and miserable. Riley always looks miserable. Todd's daughter always looks miserable but i understand todd's daughter looking miserable because she had a hard one she had a hard life yeah todd, todd wasn't as present with her until candy came into the picture and, and now why the hell is he like how come you guys don't want to take over the restaurant i'm like why the hell would they want to take over the restaurant I can, when they're I, like riley is not taking over no restaurant riley is gonna be like she's like my mom's famous I have a tr- I have a trust fund. She has been I'm so a, I'm, spoiled. I'm going to be living off of that. Okay, I don't need to run a restaurant. Literally. <laughs> okay? And uh, here's what we're gonna get into. Curtis, you came back right in time because we're gonna get into why we hate Todd. Yeah, sorry guys. I think there's a issue going on in my area with the network. So, okay. so we're just having a little. You know what? Network issues. If, if it happens again, you just want to pop, pop, keep popping back in. That's all. That's that's all. Yeah. It's well, okay. just, it's, I said it's like a double dutch jump rope situation. Just when you're ready, you come in. You just you know tag out when you're not. When so you're I'm. <laughs> so okay. I'm going to say this about Mama Joyce. I respect her commitment to hating Todd. I do years. too. As I said last week, I understand it much more now. <laughs> I do too. It's not we, even a commitment. He makes it easy for her. Because okay, like, what so the hell? When she, when she said to him, she said look, I think it would really help if you worked in the kitchen. And he was like, I don't want to work in there. And Candy's like, here's the problem. He 
wants to be all telling everybody what to do, but then he won't actually try to work those stations to see what goes into it and what it entails. I literally wrote, oh, we hate him in all yeah. caps in mm-hmm. my notes. And and then yeah, when Mama Joyce says, this is why I can't stand Todd. And, and why I, never could, the folks, I never could stand him. And why half the folks <laughs> in Atlanta can't stand Todd. Yes. I was like, gee, she, and the way she looked in her camera and said that, I was like, she meant everything no, she just she, said. She, when he was refusing to do the roles in that episode, I wanted to pull my hair out because it reminded me mm-hmm. of other managers. This yep. is what I don't fucking like about Todd. It's like, you cannot open all these fucking restaurants and you've never worked in one. That makes entirely no sense. And then you want to come back and hold these town hall meetings and explain yes. what you need done and what's being wrong and da 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 da. But you have no idea what it takes to be in a position like expediting. Expediting is probably one of the most important roles in the restaurant because if yeah. someone doesn't get their food correctly, it's a shit show. And then well, you that, to- that's your whole business. Like everything depends on that person making sure everything comes out correct, on time, hot, everything. You're literally serving food. So if the food isn't right, the business ain't right. Suddenly I got to see who, like who, what Mama Joyce had been saying from the beginning about Todd, about how he's all flash and yeah. like thinks he's a big, because so the worst experience I ever had with an owner was this guy, I'll disguise his name, not like he would ever hear this, named Schmicky. Mm-hmm. And he was the guy who was really a numbers guy, but he was all flashy. And he was the guy who would talk to you. He was always looking at his phone and would never look up to answer you, but he was always on his phone. Yeah. That's the ultimate disrespect. Yeah. And he was, he, he would give you these tasks to do, but he wanted to, we had, I had to do an opening. I had to do a relaunch of a restaurant in two weeks. I don't think you guys understand how impossible that is. Yeah. Build a new menu, train a staff. It was impossible. But he would give me these new tasks to do every day. And I was like, I am literally still working on like all the training manuals. I need to figure out what we need this uniform to look like. The, the boring stuff. The stuff yeah. that Todd didn't want to hear at that town hall meeting. Yeah. You know, the stuff that he's like, that's not sexy. I want to hear all about the sexy stuff. Yeah. And the restaurant was impossible to run. We opened way too soon. And the restaurant got horrible reviews. It was like, whoa, this place is a mess. It's awful. And I was like, what the fuck did I tell you? And he was so triggering because he was all Mr. Cool, Mr. Suave, and he just wanted all the clout. And Mm -hmm. he literally just wasn't there for the opening weekend because he knew it was going to be a shit show. That's the worst because that's when you get all your data, your information, things that you are going to have to change because everyone knows when you open a restaurant all, everything is going to change because you're going to figure out what works and what doesn't. And you have to be present for that. Exactly. And then the following weekend, he showed up like three hours into service and had a DJ with him and created bottle service that we didn't actually offer. for this. He just season. brought it in. for and, the- and they had 50 people with them. Well, did you you have for bottle service? You have to have a different type of permit. Did he did have that? To, all of those things. Okay. And so Todd (laughs) reminded me of that level of like, 
you have no desire to know how operations work because that's not sexy. Yeah, that's not like you just want to be known as a restaurant owner. Exactly. That's sexy to you, but exactly. And so the fact that Todd was like, he looked disgusted at even the mention of the having to thought work. of being in the kitchen. Ugh disgusting i don't need to like the way he kept saying i'm not doing that i don't need to do that it's like i don't understand how you feel like you don't need to be and then when when they showed that scene with melvin candy and todd and how candy was in tears saying you really discredit him and disrespect him like imagine she must watch Todd make him feel like shit. Yet he never goes in there and sees firsthand how much work he does or what he has to deal with. Can you imagine yeah. how frustrating that is? Even for Melvin oh. to sit here and listen because he's going to have to take it. It's his exactly. boss, but he knows damn well Todd doesn't know shit for shit and of where to I've start been in the kitchen. I've been candy. I've been that person that's like, I now have to pick up the pieces of this because now this person has to work a whole shift after you've made them feel awful. Yeah. yeah. So. I hate Todd now. Okay. I'm with Mama Joyce. I am I, Team Mama I'm Joyce. Team Mama, I'm Team I, Mama I Joyce. I am too. so Team Mama Period. Joyce. I like how with this show, they're actually editing Mama Joyce. They're showing, because, okay, with Mama Joyce on Atlanta, we only got to see her and Todd's arguments. We never got to see why the actual cause of why Mama Joyce was actually irritated and did not like Todd. We just got to see the end result, their battle. Mm -hmm. Here in this show, we get to see Mama Joyce's side of the story, which I love because they could have easily edited out that whole scene of Mama Joyce being like, come on, work in the kitchen. And him being like, no. Because before I was, I'm not saying I'm team, I was ever team Todd, I'm team Candy, and Todd just comes along with that package, but I never disliked Todd, I should say, prior to this show. They they just never on Atlanta gave us the receipts to see why she felt like Todd was a gold digger. It exactly. made, they, they made it seem like she felt that way because he worked on Bravo, he was like a PA or whatever his position was, and that he like lucked out came up and saw an opportunity that's what the narrative seemed like on atlanta that's why she didn't like him and it wasn't it didn't seem like it was from actual things he was doing it seemed like it seemed like she was like candy is a big star who has her own money and todd has like not much money and he saw an opportunity and he took it and that's and but she's just generically saying that and it wasn't like from his action now not saying that he's a gold digger but He's an opportunist, is what I'm going to say. Which is yeah. exactly what Mama Joyce said. That's yeah. like verbatim Verbatim, she called she him said. an opportunist. And I see it clear as day. He's clearly an opportunist. Because if you weren't an opportunist, your ass would be in that restaurant working. And yeah. we, saw, we saw Aunt Nora wiping tables. Mama Joyce hosting. We've They're seen Mama Joyce all in the, the time, kitchen. it seems like. And yeah, he, they really are the putting OGs. it. I know, it feels like they really... They really they take could pride. The, they could be the biggest divas of the whole place, but they're right. not above it. Spend one day. You don't even need to be behind the line. Spend one day in the kitchen. Spend an hour to two hours in the kitchen. Maybe just watching it. Just During be on the other service. side. Just watch it. Watch how it works. See and, what happens. That's and I'm, it. Ex- I'm excited for next week's episode because it looks like he is going to be in the kitchen. We'll uh, see how that goes. But yes, uh, I hope that the I hope the way this season p- pans out is that Todd learns something, but. Shandrika was recently on a live. Uh, one of my friends, Nimade, she runs the page that African butterfly. And uh, Shandrika said they still don't have a generator. 
Okay. Because that's... I, I will buy you a generator. <laughs> like, I will literally Amazon ship you a fucking generator. That is so stupid. I, that is so stupid. I hope that they have wow. a... Re- I hope that they have a reunion because, like, sometimes with these smaller Bravo shows... I don't shows, think they will. I, or, yeah. or they might do, like, a Zoom one, maybe. I, yeah. yeah like like watch a, what happens live. Watch what happens live I, one. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, with the smaller, like, spinoff ones that... I don't think a lot of people are watching these. this... Unfortunately, I don't know. If well, they did that with Southern Charm too. Like the first couple seasons, they did. Like, I mean, they did that. They, live that that's what they did with uh, Summer House as well. You have to prove that you have people coming in before you get a full reunion. Yeah. Unfortunately, the full set. we're not spending money on a set. My whole yeah. thing is, I hope there's some form of it because. I do want Todd to be held accountable for some of this. And, I agree. And, and some the of reu- the statements. Yeah, and the reunion is the only place where that happens. I agree. I agree. Okay, let's move on because we still have to do Summer House. Um, team building day. Uh, I love how Brandon lets it slip already. Like, to the first two seconds, he's like, well, oh remember how God. I woke up at 5 a.m.? She's like, are you fucking serious <laughs> like they can't even keep it together for five seconds but anyway i love that candy really she's so competitive but she says i'm not picking teams based on winning i'm picking teams based on who needs to work together and grow that's an owner right there yeah that's an owner and todd's like i'm picking the team that's gonna win i'm like shut todd todd it's not Do about you that see the difference i'm picking the team that's gonna win slash make me money i'm picking the team that's gonna have growth development prosperity he's not let's just face it he's not ready to be an owner he's not no no he's not he, can, he's not. he needs to be a general manager can he hire his ass to be the general no manager? he needs to be a busser he needs to start from the bottom he need, yeah mm-hmm. he has no experience managing so therefore you can, if you have no experience in managing you can't because oh my so god he, curtis imagine him as a manager imagine how horrible he'd be as a manager me and he, him would be going at it. He, needs he would be the he would be the manager where it's like you're busy as hell and then there's <laughs> drinks on the bar and he's like he'll be like Curtis can you run those drinks while I have a full section on tables and while he's uh oh we lost him again Curtis we lost you again <laughs> seemed like that point was going to be great I knew what he was going to say though it's like you're so busy you're slammed you're in the weeds and he and he will go out of his way to walk over to you while you're like taking an order and be like, uh, Curtis, can you run those drinks on the well? And you're like, I know th- that I'm so sorry. That is the sign of a terrible manager to me. If they, if you don't think that you can run some drinks or change a tablecloth or do things that are technically another person's job, you have no business being a manager because exactly. that's your job. Guess if someone is not, is able to do it, that is supposed to be doing it, absolutely direct them to do it. But if it's, with your eyes clear that we are in the weeds. And again, for those who do not know restaurant terms, in the weeds means that you are slammed. You're busy. You are overwhelmed. Your head is barely above water. You, you are, there's, you're already behind. There's, you're, you can't, you can, you're, you're not even getting to the things that you have, you to, have do. to. Exactly. You're fighting for your life here. You're trying to, <laughs> you're, you are literally in a war. You are trying to get out of here. You're missing limbs. You are just dying and barely just. You're like literally, you're literally, your brain is about to explode. Yeah. So for when you're in that, that's what in the weeds means. So that if you're in the weeds and a manager who's absolutely doing nothing comes up to you to put one more fucking task on you, you look at them crazy. Like, do you think I have a, 
fourth arm that can, like, a third arm that can go, because I already, I grew a third arm. So uh-huh. I think I can grow another arm uh-huh. <laughs> and go grab those strings and bring them over. No, I can't. So go get them and drop them off. But the, the, the amount of time you're talking to me, the time it took for you to walk over to me to tell me that we needed to run those drinks, you could have done, done it yourself. And I will say this, Emily, when you were a manager, I, you were so hands on. You did not need anyone to tell you, Hey, Hey, Emily, can you go run those drinks? I'm in the weeds. You would look with your eyes and see that the room is like is in shambles and the drinks need to be ran and you would just do it. And that's what a manager does. And that's what a manager does. And I hate managers who don't do that. And, and I think that you're, you're literally God awful and should be fired, removed and never ever walk into a restaurant or be able to dine in a restaurant again. (laughs) It's true. It's true. All right. So then we, okay, we get the games, tug of war. Okay, wait, they're about to play tug of war. Oh, I said there was a triggering moment that I had um, before the whole staff came during the challenge where Philip was like, oh, who's going to put Brian on his team? Oh, he's going to be picked last. Okay. (laughs) Let me tell you, that is a triggering for me, bitch. I was that queen that was picked last growing up. And mind you, (laughs) mind you, I was only picked last because I was assumed gay. I have not come out yet. But the thing is, (laughs) I was assumed gay, bitch. Oh, no. I did not come out yet. So they were assuming things, which is fine because I was obviously the option. But... (laughs) I'm a natural born athlete at the same time. So they would yeah. always fucking miss out on shit. I would like be picked last, but bitch, I'm a runner. I'm a catcher. I'm a I, thrower. I, I agree with you. I, I was not the most popular in grade school. I figured out how to be, how to like change the, uh, narrative in my life and become more popular. Cause I think I watched a lot of movies. Like, how do I become popular? Um, but, <laughs> but I remember a moment where, we were out like it was grade school. I think I was in third or fourth grade and we were playing like a game and it was that thing where they pick you and it came down and I hit my stomach. It came down to the last two people and I still hadn't been picked. And then they picked the other person and they said this to me. They said, do you really want to play? And I said, oh. <laughs> I said, no, actually, I don't know. No, I don't. And I walked away. <laughs> and, oh. I, and then it, I wasn't even picked last. They asked, do you really want to play? Poor you memory. weren't even asked to play. Poor yeah. memory. And I'm actually really good. And maybe that's why I'm even more competitive now. Because I'm like, I'm good. That's why, yeah, that's why you show up and you're like, I will run this. Yes. <laughs> but that, I, and this, it's literally, that happened I was in the third or fourth grade. And I still think about yeah. that. Yeah. Regular no joke. Core memories are no joke. So that's why I just had to get that out of my system. And anyone who's listening to this and saw that moment and felt triggered, you weren't alone because I had a moment. I was like, "Fuck I was you, all, I was picked last. Um, I I have a fun one. They were um, oh god, they were picking teams for like it was like you had to play a game of like tag, and it was on this, this like drawing of the uh, United States, but they had used red blue yellow and black to draw the state so you had uh-huh. to you had to stay on your colors and the best color to get was blue because there were more blue states mm. and i had a black sweatshirt over a blue shirt so we were picking them based on the colors of our shirts mm-hmm. and i was like they were like okay well you'll be black 
and I was like, oh, really? Well, look at this. And I meant to pick up just my sweatshirt, but I picked up both my shirt <gasps> and my sweatshirt and flashed the entire class. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Emily, how old were you? Ten. Oh, God. It, that's the worst time to do something like that because the rest of the year, that's that's you. That's, that's, it. that's it. That's it. That's who you are. And that, they're going to keep Emily bringing it up. didn't exist at 10 years old. Kids right? are mean, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was. That's yeah. all. It's And that was like. And so the, and then it wasn't like I was going to leave the school. That was elementary school. So I was there for another like two years. So, yeah. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of those things that when something like that happens to you, it's up to you to figure out how you can change <laughs> the perspective. Also, Emily, I guarantee <laughs> there's at least one student that still remembers that. Oh, yeah. From your school. Oh, yeah. There was a girl that flashed us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, right before they start to play tug of war, so I can't figure out who said it, but someone goes, remember, they're going to pull real hard. Good <laughs> Remember, they're going to pull real hard. <laughs> I don't know who said it, but someone said it. And I was like, who the hell? Probably um, Patrick's goofy ass. Probably. <laughs> actually, that makes the most sense. <laughs> they're going to pull real hard. That's totally what Patrick would have said. Uh, Todd's team wins that one, and game two is the inchworm, and we get Mama Joyce's amazing demo. She um, committed, 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 and if she like, said, "If I can do it, everybody in this it. bitch gonna do it." But it was so like I could tell how far she had to travel, and yeah. she <laughs> said, "I'm gonna do it." The whole I was impressed. I was impressed by everyone's ability in that one. I was like, I don't think I would have done that well. That was that wasn't that easy. Well, that was, was definitely that- using his legs. I was like, okay, great mm-hmm. strategy there. Yeah, that was yeah. a great. That was a great strategy. Uh, who the only person that was really struggling was that one um, other host that Juju. Usually- yeah, oh, no, was- yeah, yeah, oh, someone yeah. Wasn't do- yeah. Someone wasn't doing. Yeah, someone wasn't doing well. He was like. He was like, he was barely moving. He yeah. was like, I, was like don't, I don't get this. <laughs> he was not understanding the assignment. He was like, how do you move like yeah. this? Um, okay, then game three, Expediter. I loved this game. That I really one, did too. Because that, that one was the hardest because you really have to trust. You really have to listen. Uh, that That shows your ability to work with others and i like that don juan really he showed how much he truly understands how vital that role is i didn't enjoy his tactic as much as i enjoyed candy's tactic his tactic was hilarious yeah it was like run faster they were blindfolded honestly i think i would have been more like don juan you would have fully been i would have like the way he introduced the game i would fully be like don juan i'd be like if you trust me you will run (laughs) (laughs) can i just say i am starting to get a little crush on don juan i don't know what it is about him but i'm like you are getting more and more hot by the fucking well you know what it is it's because don juan i trust in everything that he's saying and he's doing he's he's doing everything the way that i would want like he's doing he's being what patrick should we're well, not Patrick? Uh, Philip, Philip should be should be like, or is thinking he mm-hmm. is like. He's being professional. He's being stern, but he's also knows that like like you can't always be so like like hot. Like you have to be soft in some moments. 
He's, and then he also knows how to talk to Candy and Todd, and he also knows what their shortcomings are as well, but knows how to communicate it to them. Yes. You want to know why? Okay. I think because he wasn't technically supposed to be involved at OLG. He was kind of like filling in for someone that was eventually supposed to be there. So it's like when you're not officially given a title, but you're like filling in, it's kind of, it's easier to play that role and like right. do that role. Yeah. yeah as yeah, opposed yeah, yeah. to when you're like paid this- to be that role. Yeah. When you're just- supposed to stay in that role. I loved hearing philip say that he's like he's like maybe i haven't connected with brian but torin and i we have totally connected and we got these like cute moments of them like high-fiving yeah mm-hmm. and like we got to see torn being all silly and like philip being silly and we haven't really yeah. seen philip smiling but philip has this gorgeous smile and i was like yes. oh, philip is so gorgeous i'm happy i'm happy that uh i i think the team building was the right yes. move um, back at OLG, the very last scene is like, I just, I was smiling from ear to ear. We had the big talk with Brian, Brandon, and Philip. And I love this because Brandon gets a chance to be a manager. He gets a chance to be the one to tell Brian, look, I thought about it. We're bringing you back. Here's the system we have now. We got a write up system going on. You have one write up, two more. I can terminate you. Philip, is there anything you would like to say? And Philip says, Look, I would like to own my part. I did not do what I should have done, which is de-escalate the situation. I escalated the situation, and that is not the part I should be playing. And then Brian, he gets to say, you know what? I had some preconceived notions, so I came at you hot because you could have said anything, and I would have been up in your face, and that was not cool, so I'm sorry for that too. And then and then Philip says, look, I am very sorry. And then they both smile, hug it out, and then Philip says, some and they kiki relation- a little bit. So Philip says some of the relationships that start off bad end up the most productive. That was really sweet. I really, really that was, enjoyed that, that whole conversation. Was great. And then, right and then there, Brian really- in this confessional when he's like, "Okay, he's moving to the basement. He's paying rent in the basement." Uh, okay, now. analogies of the neighbor. Oh the yes, Brian. Brian's analogy throughout that whole episode was iconic. It was just like, I like that, like every moment of the episode, uh, Philip was starting to move closer and yeah, closer first to becoming he was a, neighbor, a part of the thing. you see at the grocery store. Yeah, you yeah. see at the grocery store, then the neighbor, now he's in the basement, now he's a paying tenant. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I liked, he, Brandon was even funny too. He's like, I thought you guys were going to be like, hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. instead they're like, I know, right? Philip's all smiling and they're just right. I just it was so sweet. Right, it was like I thought you were so mean and then Philip yeah. like smiled at that because yeah. when you can joke like that and you call someone mean and then cuz they that means now they understand each other. Yes. Yeah. And they I think I think Philip is so is self-aware enough to be like I do, I know that's how I come off. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Cuz I feel like I can be like a little Philippy sometimes. I I've definitely heard people being like, "Oh, I did not think you were going to be nice." Cuz like I have a resting bitch face. And then you like you, uh, you get to know me, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty silly. I'm not. Don't take well, me. Well, that's why I Philip turned around with me because there's two types of managers now. There's the manager that does what Philip does, and then does not say sorry or take any accountability in yes. their yeah. part. And then yeah. there's the manager that was just like, even to his their own employee and staff, they will admit their fault in a situation and yeah. still try to grow from that. And that is why I like Philip because that is a quality that I look for in, in any relationship, whether it's a business partnership, a friendship, employee yeah. staff. If you can take accountability when you, at least when I'm telling you, I felt like you did me wrong. You might not even done me wrong, but it's yeah. what I felt like. And you're able to still take accountability off of my feelings alone. 
Bitch, it's, you can be, we can be friends. It's we the openness. Friends. It's the openness, the acknowledging. Like, yeah, it's okay. all of what you said, Curtis. And, um, Philip can stay. He was, yeah, Philip can stay. stay. He, he was on, he was on some thin ice with me. He was, he was, he was about to be Very like, he needed to be terminated for me. And, you know, this was a redemption episode for Philip. We really got to see his personality. You know, like, you can stay. You can stay. And Phillip. if Torn and Brian can forgive him, I can forgive him. Exactly. Yes. All right, guys, let's get into Summer House. He's frozen again, but let's get into it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Poor Curtis. Okay, summer house time. All right, so we get the tail end of we've just seen Sierra throw the glass at Danielle, and they're pulling them apart. Can we? No one is focusing. That glass shattered on Danielle. It did. It shattered. Well, I don't know if it shattered on Danielle. It hit Danielle and then shattered on the, on the table or on the ground. Played again. I think it shattered on her. It, it, she threw the glass. It shattered, and then it hit the table. It, it did. Was, the, yes, there were definitely pieces midair, like they were in the air and then falling. The glass shattered on her. Like I, wow. I think, it, I think it bounced off her chest. It like the stem broke, and then the rest shattered on the floor. Like it wasn't like all the so pieces. It, oh, so it broke on her and then continued and then shattered. It, in, yes. Okay. It was definitely broken onto her chest. It hit her and it broke and then it shattered onto the floor. And I'm pissed that no one is talking about that. It's it like I, I I guess because we've all watched the footage so much that it it seemed like they all moved on so quickly and they just they did and it was weird. And I again, I guess it's honestly because um, welcome back, Curtis. We're talking about Summer House now. Um, I guess it's because we like literally have played it in slow motion, but it like Lindsay takes Danielle outside, producer takes Sierra to the other room, like, let's go cool off. Yeah. No, now Emily's frozen. Okay, I thought hold that was me. On, hold on, let me text Emily. This is gonna be such a fucking nightmare to edit. Edit. I'm like, I'm sorry, uh, girl. Oh, <laughs> God. Um listeners, I have no idea what where I left off. I, one thing I will say is I do love how attentive Amanda is to Carl. Yes. She very much like cares for Carl. Carl looks traumatized. Carl is stone cold sober for this. And it is not. I don't know if this is healthy for Carl anymore to be around. I that was the only thing that made me really happy was how much she Amanda checked in with Carl to make sure he was OK, because you never know how that could trigger him. And mm-hmm. he, I think he's been really, really good about everything that's been happening throughout the whole summer and, you know, staying with his sobriety. And this was a lot like to have I, want to actually physically have alcohol on you, the smell of it. Like who knows what that could do to him. Honestly, I feel like his transparent, him being so transparent on the show is what's been helping him with his sobriety too, because it's like therapy almost like you're sitting in front of a producer, they're asking you questions and you're forced to talk about this. You know what I mean? And then you, you're in a house around cast members and they're drinking and then you're forced to acknowledge your fears too. So like, it could be a super toxic situation, like you were saying, Emily, or it could be something where it's like, it's helping him talk through his problems if that makes yeah. sense and it, like I, don't, a I just way. mean i just mean like when the activities are solely based on drinking which that's what they do on this show like yeah. i don't dr- mm-hmm. i don't drink anymore and this would be very boring for me and actually kind of 
like not triggering, but it would just be like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, yeah, just watch these people taking shots and doing drinking games. And like this whole thing was just going around drinking wine, talking about love. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll drink my water then. It's yeah, like, it's it's a lot of the the activities that they're doing is based around alcohol, and it, it almost could be feel isolating. It's like how am I how how can I participate in this? It seems like very much a re- like everything is centered around drinking, and he's doing a really good job trying to like fit into that without uh do, feeling like feeling uncomfortable or like you know messing up his sobriety or anything like that but i i i can understand i can see your point but i can also see your point curtis where it's like this could be something that's like almost like a boot camp training for his life where it's like he's been in the most toxic environment with alcohol literally in his face so if he can do that and stay sober he could do anything <laughs> like, yeah like, like it's just maybe it could it could be doing for him like strengthening i mean good thing he does have his closest, some of his closest friends in that house with him during like this. Cause if he had cast members who really just didn't give a fuck, it would be a totally yeah, different situation. I think, I think that would be the, what would make it not the best environment for him. I mean, it's not the best environment for him right now, but yeah, like if, if it wasn't people who actually genuinely cared about him, like if he was coming into the house as a newbie being sober, I don't think he should be there. But because he has a step, these really long lasting established relationships where people actually I gotcha. care, care about him and are, are there, even though they're drinking and having a good time, I do see them checking in on him. Like, are you mm-hmm. good with this? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, I think it's fine, but. You know, he has to be the person that puts those boundaries up. Yeah. Too much. So Maya immediately is like, well, that's not what we do. We don't handle things like that. But then when she goes into Sierra, she switches into friend mode, which is that wasn't the best thing for you to do. What are your thoughts on the way Sierra was acting in that initial bedroom moment? I feel I like think she didn't th- seem sorry. Was no, she just in shock? I, I think, think that- she was in shock. I've been in that state so many times where like, because I, all right, listen, Viewers, I've been in so many fist fights in my life. And yeah, I've been in a lot of fucking brawls. And the thing is, is like, I think she was trying to get a grip on what just happened while still, while still recognizing that what she did was wrong. But like, you're like, adrenaline is still pumping I- at that point. So you're trying to find compassion for disrespecting your friend. While at the same time, you're still fucking pumped. I think, I I think she's still like, again, they're still drunk at this point. They've still been drinking. So I think that she is still feeling like she's been wronged and she was valid for how like she reacted. I I think that she knew that she shouldn't have like thrown the wine at Danielle, but I still Mm. think she felt like they pushed her to that point Mm -hmm. in that moment. Yeah, I, I think that she still felt like she was the victim a bit and that she was pushed to that point and that's why she was mad. Like she didn't want to act like that, but she felt pushed to that. I think the next day when she like, you know, like the next day when you've had a moment to sleep on it, I think she woke up probably like, I fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And you get memories the next day too will come yeah. back. Cause like right after it, you don't eat, you're still, she probably was still Wait, in the blackout. Right. Which is in why. In that I, bedroom. Which is why I don't think she talked to Danielle that night. I think she knew that she was wrong. That for, was like, smart for everybody else to uh, what happened because they had nothing to do with it. And they got soaked. I think that's why she was able to apologize to the most of the house that night and not to Danielle or to Lindsay that night. 
I think it was like one of those things where she was like, okay, I'm going to say sorry to my housemates because I don't want them to be mad. They were, had nothing to do with it. The next morning she wakes up like, dang, I think that I shouldn't have done that to Danielle. Let me apologize to her. I'm still mad at Lindsay. She's still the villain. And then I think the, the day went on and she was like, I need to talk to Lindsay because that also wasn't cool. I think it was just one of those things where she was gradually realizing. I got it. Yeah. I totally. agree too. So one thing I have to say about that is the Danielle girl, kudos to you. Yes, queen. I don't, bitch, if you throw a drink, a glass, a smack, uh, anything, you could be my best friend. I'm walking my ass around that table and I'm malawapping your ass up and down that goddamn kitchen. I might have grabbed a bottle too and put it to your motherfucking dome because (laughs) that, I'm sorry, bitch. She took a lot of restraint for her to, because the producer, if you notice, the producers grabbed Sierra. They did not grab Danielle. Yeah. And yell, she had um enough self-control of her, herself where she was able to walk away in that moment. Well, uh, she was lucky because Danielle, I don't know if you know, she ripped up that lit candle really quickly. Lit she, candle. A lit a candle. lit candle. She was about to like do something, but she she did show some restraint because it was one of those things where like I I agree with you, Curtis. It's for some liquid really triggers me. I don't even care if you're big. I don't even Dream. care if you're, pl- yes, I don't even care if you're playing with me and we're not in an argument. If you throw any liquid on me, I am immediately going to see red. We're and fighting. I'm, and and right I, now. that's why I tell people, don't play with me like that. I don't like that. And she, she, it, Sierra is very, very lucky. She got the right one with that kind of shit because I don't even care if the producer had pulled, had me, pulled, pulled her, pulled I don't away. care if the I would had have her been, arms. I'm I would less. have been charging. For that door, wherever they put Sierra, and I would have been banging on the door. Yeah, like, not Bitch, get your fucking ass out! <laughs> I would have been Monique at, on Potomac, running around that damn barn trying get to get to her your fucking ass, ass out here. You want to throw some drinks, bitch? Bitch, let's throw hands, ho! You want to throw drinks? Let's throw these hands, bitch! Because we I'm not talking playing about like that. it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I we I'm touching you, bitch. I'm t- putting my hands. Let, on you. I'm like, get her out here right now. We ain't doing shit until she gets out here. <laughs> so that's that. So I really have to give Danielle kudos because I'm telling you, and and you're right. Danielle just dropped it. Danielle, just I know. Dro- she, it was, like, it she's was, out there with Lindsay talking to Lindsay and like, no. like rationalizing it and just was like, yeah, and let's Dan- go out. And Danielle is like. This is where I'm going to shift a little bit to be more of a Danielle than Lindsay Stan. I, I, I'm still a Lindsay Stan, but I, for some reason, that conversation, what I didn't like, it's, it still kind of went towards Lindsay and her feelings. And I'd be like, I did like a glass yeah. was, a glass was thrown at Danielle. Yeah. Make it a little bit more about her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just not happy with how Danielle is just yeah. being a little overlooked here. I'm just yeah. for Danielle even, in this episode. Even in that just moment, Lindsay, Lindsay was talking about how she was wronged. And, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm Sierra gonna, was coming for her. I'm like, listen, do you not know what just happened? Yeah, like, listen, Lindsay, I love you to death, girl. I do, I love you, but we're going to let Danielle have shine in this one. Um, she a just, whole glass was broken on her. took a hit for you. Yeah, she did. And so I'm going to need everyone in this house to recognize the martyr of Danielle. Because Danielle, honestly, if she was like me or like Curtis, this whole situation would be much different. There would be discourse for the rest of the season. I We wouldn't be letting it go. And Danielle was a bigger person and she let it go immediately. She didn't need to cause any drama. She didn't need anyone to give her right. any attention and, about and, it. And for the trolls in the comments, 
You know who you are. You for weeks have been saying that Danielle is a puppet to Lindsay, that Danielle should have no business getting involved, and that Danielle is X, Y, and Z. The integrity of this woman. The, the, the She was the bigger person than anyone I think that would ever be put in the situation in, of that house. And she let it go for the sake of the show. Yeah. For the sake of to the go out and have a good time. For the sake of the viewership. So you guys, anybody who said anything negative about Danielle, you better personally apologize, DM <laughs> her, send her flowers, an edible arrangement, something. Yeah, okay. Which, by the way, I did not, moving on to the Danielle and Sierra thing, I didn't really... Wait, you mean the conversation the next day? Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, That's my job, honey. I move us through the episode. Okay. All right. They're cleaning up inside. This part, I'm going to, I need to just, I need to live in my truth. This is why I come here to the pod and I don't put everything in my Instagram because that gets too toxic. Yes. When Craig said this was like every day in high school, school but first of all what the fuck are you talking about i'm like what okay. high school did you go to and, and what, the, what yeah. does that even mean <laughs> um when he when the way he grab okay so i'm noticing something i know that they've been together longer now but i'm i still see the patterns even now the mm-hmm. way she can tell that he's about to like give her attention but she has to play like she doesn't notice and like he grabs her and kisses her i'm like we have just witnessed an assault <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are happy about it I hate them right now. And There's I a- don't like it. I don't like that. Like she's getting the guy by being coy and uninterested. And that is not a healthy way to start a relationship. Like the way I, listen, I've, I've told this to so many of my friends. Like I can teach you, like if you've got a guy in your life that's playing hard to get and has a fear of commitment, I can absolutely coach you into how to get that guy. Cause I mastered that, but all you win is a fucked up relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you have a man that doesn't really want you because he has a fear of commitment, and if you want to get that man, you're not going to ever be comfortable and happy. You're just going to feel constantly on edge and he's going to pretty much be shitty. And constantly you, trying to chase him, I feel But like. if you want that, I can help you get it because I know how to play those games because I'm toxic as hell too. Yeah. So oh, no, I'm not saying, yeah, that you're toxic. Sorry. I am. I, I know this about myself. That's why I can spot this. I can spot that like Paige is like kind of getting off on being like cool and like disinterested girl. And Craig is like playing into that. And so the fact that like they kind of put Sierra up to this is what it feels like. And not only do they put their, put Sierra up to this kind of, not that Sierra is right in the situation. I think that we clearly think she's wrong in this situation. But the fact that Paige planted the seed in Sierra's head and the person to go check on Sierra is Maya. Maya. And, she, and Sierra right. is just busy doing whatever she's doing with Craig is disgusting. To and me. we know, we know Paige isn't helping clean up. She's not cleaning anything. She's no. Just like, she's just like posing. She's literally not cleaning up her she's own mess. She's cuddling Craig. I'm just like, this is what's annoying because like, I know a lot of the comments are like, Oh, Danielle and uh, Lindsay have all these microaggressions towards uh, Sierra. That's why Sierra's reacting like the way that she's reacting. I don't think that that's the case. I actually think, and I hate to say it, but like, they're like, I feel like the microaggressions are coming from like Austin or it's coming from like Paige and Craig. Like, they're really using Sierra to do their dirty work. And I don't even think Sierra is realizing that she's being used. And she was being used last season by Hannah as well to do her mm. dirty, dirty work with like, 
they're actually doing a lot of the puppeteering with Sierra and she's not realizing that. Emily, you mentioned last week, Paige and Amanda have called They've called Maya, Maya and Sierra, Sierra the wrong name. wrong name multiple times during this season. Yeah. Uh, we Austin called, I believe, called uh, Sierra, what was it? Uh, Jezebel. Jezebel. Like, yeah, I was like, what the hell? She, and then she, he, he said another comment to her about her costume that I forget what he compared it to. Oh, yeah. I, I can't remember either. But I remember that was a little off for me. But as I would well. also like to point out because it's not, it's easy for me to do. Like whenever I'm working, I'd like to have something on in the background. So I decided because people had mentioned this stuff happened that Lindsay and Danielle were dismissive last season and that Lindsay was dismissive of Sierra because of Luke. So I was like, okay, maybe I missed something. So I went back and rewatched last season. I didn't see that at all, at all, at all. I didn't see Lindsay being dismissive. The problem, Lindsay's one number one issue is she's always got a boy problem. Yeah. She's always hyper focused on a guy. And so last season was Stravi and it was all about Stravi. And so she was so boy crazy. And she, again, we're dealing with the same issue now. So she was just dealing with Stravi issues and how many sandwiches have you made for me? And like all of that drama. Yeah. So she was talking to Sierra though. And there's a ton of scenes with them talking and interacting and partying. And Hannah just kept coming in and pulling Sierra outside of the group because she did not want Sierra interacting with Luke. And I think that a lot of people forget that. And I, and in real time when watching that, that's why I think I started getting turned off by Sierra a little, like little by little last season is that Hannah was absolutely doing a thing where what manipulative people do is you want to talk about Sierra. It's so funny because Sierra said that uh, the only way that uh, Lindsay can get anybody is to isolate her victims. That is what Hannah literally did to her. She, she did that. And I watched it happen. I I was realizing this in real time of of watching it. I was like, you're absolutely, she's absolutely making sure that she isolates uh, Sierra and like really make sure she gets Sierra on her side and she did that and that put a complete bias yep. in her head for Danielle and uh, Lindsay that's still mm-hmm. happening today Yep, and, I, and, and, and I just don't think that Sierra sees it and it and, I, and that's what happens to victims they're not sure they're not they're unaware that someone has un- like like has unintentionally put something in their head about well, someone, or like it, like not like like she doesn't realize. That's she, what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you say. Yeah, we're we're all agreeing. Yeah, on that. it's I would all agree Hannah's fault. It. it is Hannah. Hannah it's Hannah. Is it's dumb. Hannah. All right. So whilst all this drama is going on, Andrea is outside sobbing to Luke in what I have titled "Hot Fuckboy Problems." <laughs> <laughs> Because honestly, like as much as it's easy to make so much fun of this, like I really did think like, okay, if you look like these boys do, you're going to be a fuck boy. Like I I think it would have been a waste if you're going to look like these gorgeous men to be like, I'm a one woman man. Like if yeah. I looked like that and I was a man, I would have been fucking every woman I could get my hands oh, on. Oh, I would and be too. Andrea's bulge is constantly showing. Yes. And in the preview for in the preview for next week, um, they're playing a game on like a party bus and Paige says that Andrea has the biggest dick she's ever been with. And so I'm happy for him because I was like, uh, I was talking to Sean was watching the episode with me and he was like, cause, cause Andrea is so ridiculously nice and he's so good looking and uh, on, uh, and wants to be with one woman that we were like, both Sean and I were just like, does he have a small dick or something? Why he's like 
so nice because there has to be something. Saw wild. that dick print though on fucking Winter House. But like, then, I knew he had a big dick. But then when they said that the, he does have a big dick, I just think because like they showed a picture of him when he was younger and he looked like kind of a goober, like he wasn't like the cool one. So I think the difference between Luke and Andrea is that Andrea grew up as like a geeky guy and then she gl- had a glow up. So he still like, kind of thinks in his geeky mind. I don't think he knows how hot he is. And um, Luke has always been hot. So that's yep. the difference. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so good for them. They're having a journey. Luke also, I figured out why Luke is different this season. He was humbled as fuck last season. Yes. So like, yes, he thought he was getting away with being, he was like, it's all Hannah, guys. It's like, yeah, not really. We, I rewatched again and I can see very clearly that he brought Sierra in to toy with Hannah. And he was being messy and they mm-hmm. busted him. And he was like, Hannah, we were never dating. It's like, we all watched you. We all watched you act like that. Like, stop yeah. it. So he got humble. He got slapped down. He's coming into this season. He's every party. He's trying to flirt with the girl. And she's like, do you remember at the kinky, the, uh, the kinky party where they were all in like bondage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. His, his room was all done up, like all extra done up because he's clearly very into it. And he brings a girl in there. And at one point he's like, isn't this not the coolest thing you've ever seen? And she's like a, a normal sized girl. She's not like a, like one of the models, like all the girls on the show. And she literally goes, it's okay. <laughs> like she, he cannot get any, he has no game this season. So he's no. very humbled. These two hot ass guys are like finally like over their like peak fuckboyness and are on the other side of it going oh there is more to life than just sticking it in wherever i can get it yeah and so i applaud them so they're out they're having their fuckboy moment and then (laughs) they're like bonding over that yeah (laughs) and i like it um back in the house freaking craig okay i'm so annoyed with him He's telling Kyle and Carl how fucked up it is that Austin did what he did. And it was. It was very like Austin was being the messiest of messy. But he says that they that Sierra and Austin were as official as Paige and I like no. that. They were as official. And we're like, hold on. So what are you? you I'm like, what am I missing? Then, 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 so, so to me, that means why, your relationship isn't much then. So then hold up, because first of all, episode one, Sierra said to us in her confessional that Austin told her he didn't want a relationship. That's number one. Yes. And then if you think that they were all that special, why did you throw it in her face that Austin and Lindsay have been in a relationship for four years? Craig is a walking contradiction. Absolutely. He just likes to be heard. Like if you go back and watch the Southern Charm reunions, he's always Ugh. just shouting and not making sense at the it's same so time. It's so true. You're and right. It's, it's so and, true. And let me throw Paige's words back in her face. Uh, cause I like to operate on facts. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants to talk about Lindsay being diabolical. Her own man is diabolical because what he does is to get under people's skin. He knows what is their weakness. And in the moment when he felt Sierra was overstepping, uh, when she was defending Paige and, uh, Craig gaslighting her. And when he felt like, when he felt like Sierra was talking at a turn, I'll call it. He wanted, he knew what would hurt Sierra, which is Austin. And that's when he put some like, oh, well, you know, Lindsay and Austin been fucking around for four years. He, they fuck around with like on their boyfriends and girlfriends. Like, yeah, like, why are you so surprised? Girl? Wow. That's yeah. exactly what happened. So if you want to talk about diabolical, that's diabolical to me. Like, oh my God, Pia. Hold up. I well, need to take a is, minute. He, has, he always has all these bullets in the chamber. 
Always. Oh! He always has these bullets in the chambers and he's just waiting to like shoot him off. Hold on. I need right to, I, hold on, guys. I need to slow clap both of you real quick. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> he always has one locked and loaded. That was so <laughs> true though, you guys, because like Sierra was like, all, all Sierra to do is go, Craig. And he was like, oh, you want to say something? Yeah. Watch me hurt you. Cause he always, cause he's got that, like that old Adderall crazy type of low blow shit. Cause remember yeah. that, mm-hmm. he would, he was such a psychopath when he was all fucked up on Adderall. Remember that one trip was the, they went to like Colorado and he was like extra crazy. Um, they were all like afraid of him. And that's and at the reunion that year. He was like, yeah, oh, I had to quit yeah. Adderall. It's like, yeah, that was yeah. clearly you mm-hmm. being up for four days, like sleep deprived and like losing your mind. Yeah. No so one really has call- a little bit of that in him. Yeah. Like, this summer house, cra- house is not calling Craig out on his shit. But the funny thing is, it's like Southern charm does because yeah. they've known him for a while. They're well, like, you are bullshitting us. Well, the thing all is, the time right now. well, the thing is, Paige is so in love with Craig at this time that no one besides Lindsay, Lindsay has the called, idea. Yeah. So Lindsay has called the Craig idea. Out. Yeah. And Craig then goes off on Lindsay and says, she's the biggest loser in the house and all this other stuff to shut her down and break her down to stop having her expose him that's his tactic when someone's exposing him he tries to break them down yep yeah. um it's i see you, i see you craig um <laughs> but yep everybody else is unwilling to really say anything because Paige is so infatuated with him that i think everyone else is just like letting him do what he does because Paige is in her like this is she is in her feelings like you can't tell Paige. Paige is one of them girls like you can't tell her nothing you can't exactly. tell Paige about her man uh-huh and- you and, can't tell her about her man. And the thing is, uh, right now, Paige has it in her. She has like a mean girl in her. And Craig bring, and when Craig is around, I see that mean girl coming to the surface a lot more. Mm-hmm. A lot more. Now, you saw that in the fight last week, the way that she was like, she was like looking toward him. She was so, she was like, they're both lat, like Ugh. they, them two, those two, those two together. They have power. I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's really dangerous. I feel. Like. I agree. They definitely feed off of each other for sure. Because like he's bringing like his own power from his own show, and she's got her own thing with her own show. We've never seen a pair up like this. We've never yeah. seen yeah. two Bravo shows come together and join forces like this. And, and they honest- know that. Yeah. And I think the reason why she's clinging on to Craig now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not completely sure of this timeline. But when Craig hooked up with, uh, what's her name? Kristen. Kristen. I feel like now she's just wanting to make a statement like Craig really does like me over any other girl. So we're all of this is make ego. Me- yeah, oh, yes, yeah. Yes. Emily, that's what I'm getting at. It's like, all, it's of it all is, ego. When you, when you are dealing with the guy who's, ta- who's taunting you with commitment, who's like, maybe, maybe we're going to, I'm not sure. Maybe, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll introduce you to my parents, but it's just for fun. It's not like yeah. I'm introducing you to my parents. Like, relax. It's like he's giving her something and then immediately taking it back. It's like, constant, mm-hmm. it's like, it, that's, I think that's also why even Amanda's falling for it. Yeah. Like they're all kind of like, so what are you guys? It's like, okay, can we yeah. all just admit this is childish? Yeah. Right. And, and I wanted to quickly go back, uh, to, uh, Craig bringing up the fact that Sierra was just as official with Austin as he is with Paige because they, she, he went to, uh, came, came to New York to visit. She went to Charleston. 
Um, I want to say for timeline, I believe what happened was they came off of the two weeks of Winter House and immediately visited each other, almost immediately. And then after that, I think they stopped talking. Like it, cause like I believe both of them said mm-hmm. they hadn't really talked at like in like several months. So I think that the whole visiting each other happened very quickly, mm. which makes sense. Yeah. Like, because like they were still like, oh, in yeah. their feeling, feelings about each other. So I think that they visit each other almost immediately after Winter House. They and probably then, made plans like as soon as they were like leaving the house. Yeah. Like, okay, so then mm-hmm. I'll come to Charleston next week. But I just wanted to to highlight that for the people in the comments thing to that I know will come out like, see, they did have something after uh, Winter House. No, I think it was pretty quickly after and then pretty quickly stopped talking. So it still was a lot of chunk of time of them not talking after the visit. So like, Settle down in the comments, yep. commenters. <laughs> like, when Paige goes in the room with Maya and Sierra, it's very clear that Paige is like, I mean, should you have thrown the glass? Well, maybe not. But I mean, uh, I know Paige was just like, my instinct is like, you shouldn't have done that. And Paige is like, yeah, you maybe shouldn't have thrown the glass. Like, no, we all know she should not have thrown that damn glass. Like, come on, like, Paige. Check your friend. A good friend should be like, yeah. girl, no, you owe her a big apology. And I'm like, going to give Paige the benefit of the doubt that maybe she talked to her off camera about it. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm going to, because I want to. The thing is, I is there like off Paige. camera though? Is there off camera on Summer House? Because they have those, that's why they have, that's why Summer House stays authentic because they have that like surveillance style camera shit. I mean, I'm, I don't know. Like, I, but like, you have editing. People, you don't have to well, put it all in. Well, well no, I think that if they, if they have it on camera, they're going to use it or they'll use it at some point to contradict Even if they Paige. have to like subtitle it, you know? They'll, they'll contradict mm-hmm. Paige. Maybe they'll use it. Sometimes they save stuff for the reunion. So I don't know. Question How the hell did Maya not know that Sierra threw that glass at Danielle? I think that yeah, that's she was what, sitting right next to because <laughs> because I think things really were happening. Like it's it happens so fast. We yeah. were able to see it from an outer body experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it things might feel so much different in the present. So that's and also why she might have looked away for a snap second, like literally right, a snap right, second. She yeah. could have just like took her eyes off or looked at someone else, and then yeah. next thing you know, someone's wet. And things were pulled. <laughs> and and once that happened. They were pulled apart so quickly that and and uh, Lindsay went directly for after Danielle. So who like you never know. Um, we like Amanda's green pants. No one likes Amanda's green pants. I just wanted to ask that because I didn't. No, <laughs> and it's funny because um, I was um, saw one of Amanda's stories after the first episode aired of the, the first half of the fight, and she she made she addressed the green pants on her story and uh yes she did uh she said uh i know everyone's coming for me for my green pants and saying how inappropriate they were especially me consoling uh carl she said one i understand you guys don't like my green pants and two i didn't know i was gonna be crouching down as much as i was gonna be crouching down with those pants so (laughs) so get off of it (laughs) i just didn't like it and even if she wasn't crouched down no i I know I, i think that she realizes that they were uh a, a bad choice. A bad choice all yeah. around. But yeah, the, the crouching didn't help the pain. No, the crouching definitely. <laughs> um, I love that Andrea and Luke, they had no idea what happened. No, they, they were did like, not. Let's, they, and Andrea, uh, I think Luke was like, let's go get into that tiramisu. And that they walk in, they're like, wait. It's like, <laughs> there's like remnants of broken glass. I mean, that no was one's in the kitchen out, anymore. Though, dude. The broken glass everywhere. Like, Craig is like, okay, there's glass all over the charcuterie. Amanda's like, get out of the kitchen, Carl. You should not be around any alcohol. Kyle's, I mean, the broken the gla- glass. The glass and all- the cheese really made me sad. I know. I, 
I felt like so bad. The I wanted to they, eat the cheese too. And you know that food was going to be really good because Andre, you yes. know Andre can cook. He Andre made, knows he, how to cook. He's making, he's making stuff from scratch. You could see it on the stove as it was like cooking. the way he was like simmering the sauces. All like, those, he knows. That wasn't, he knows. That, that wasn't like pest. That wasn't no. like a paste or any big brand no. sauce. He it made was, that. That was from real tomatoes. I wouldn't be surprised if he got, <laughs> Andrea, got those tomatoes. Andrea, you have a gay cousin. Right? He went like, to the Italian market and yeah. he like, and he asked them in Italian. He said, how is this like fresh? Yeah. And they, and then they, that and they was, had conversations yeah, about it. Yeah, that wasn't it. some Trader Joe's tomatoes. No, no. No, he that went was to a special real, place. <sighs> yes. And I'm pissed. By the way, love Trader Joe's. I am pissed. For, <laughs> I was just pissed for Andrea. But Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, he, I was, Andrea, like, his heart is already broken. He's like, at least I can go eat some of my delicious food. And they're like, no, there's glass in it. That's why Sierra should have got oh, kicked, kicked out of the house because Bruno. That's why her ass should have got fucking jumped, bitch. For one, you got wine on me. I'm I, not even in the fight. There's w- wine on me. They on waited, eight, they waited eight hours for that sauce to cook. And you right? ruined it. There better be Even some more sauce Even though red wine deserved on that green pants. Red wine deserved to be spilled on them green pants. But other than that, wine getting on my clothes, I'm being your ass too. I love Italian food. I would have been pissed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then here we go again. Like Luke winning my heart back. Because I really didn't think I'd ever find him to be sweet and relatable. But he's like, he's like, they're like, Luke, come, come upstairs. I have to tell you what happened. He's like, okay, I'll grab these cookies. And he like brings them, brings cookies up and he's like, oh, this is a good one. And he's listening to them telling him like what happened. And I was like, okay, so Luke has been humbled. I can enjoy Luke now. I'm reforming my to- new crush on Luke again. Yes, my crush yes. is coming back for Luke. Uh, the group all like gathers in a room to figure out what they're doing. And again, Carl and Amanda check in with each other. And I can just tell that Amanda vowed because, because Kyle and Carl are so close. And remember at the reunion last year, Carl said that the reason why he got sober was because Kyle came over and like said to him, I love you, dude. You're killing yourself. You need to get help. Mm -hmm. And so Amanda clearly is a part of that too. So Amanda knows how much he needs support. And so like she's checking in because she knows a huge thing just happened. And then he's like, are you doing okay? And like he cares for her too, like a sister. That's why mm-hmm. Carl won't talk shit about their relationship. He never does. He never does. No. He, is, he is always no matter. And people really try to get and him he's to like, do it. And nope. he's like, no, I'm not. And that's why I res- see. That's why I didn't respect Paige and Hannah. Paige is much better about it. But Hannah, like, it doesn't matter what you think. That is what your friend has decided. And please stop. Right. Like, like the way in which like you can talk to them if you really feel concerned. But it was really catty. It was really mean the way that they were talking about their so relationship. Bad. And it wasn't constructive. And that's. And honestly, like last day. season was Kyle and Amanda's best season. They were the closest. Because I just did a rewatch and I was like, wow, what a difference from last season to this season. Yeah. And this was really prime, solid. This yeah. is a prime example of best friends don't get involved in your best friend's relationship because you're never going to win that. You're not, yeah. it doesn't matter how much you dislike your best friend's partner. They're always going to choose their partner. If they're in love for real in love with them, they're going to choose their partner over you regardless. I'm sorry. Like as much as you would want to believe that your best friend since kindergarten would never choose a boy over you. But baby girl, we're adults now and we're trying to build families and you're not going to yeah. sit here and, talk about my man like that no matter what we got going on you're not going to convince me to break up with my man (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) it's never going to happen exactly what's the outcome that you want you want me to break up with him right so what that's 
Thank you, Emily. So what are you trying to get out of this? Yeah. yeah. Like, is that what you want me to say? Oh, God. Yeah. Like, That's a whole other set of problems. And I think that Paige learned quickly that she needed to be much more delicate. In, mm-hmm. And like she, she still tells Amanda her opinions, but it's in uh, more of like, I'm just, this is what I'm observing. How are you feeling about it? Is that, is that how you're feeling? If not, I yeah. get it. I'm, and I'm, I'm that I want, friend. I want to. I want you to do whatever you want to do. This is like I support you. I love Kyle. I just want to make sure everything is good on you because we're friends. I want to make sure you're okay. Hannah was like, piece of shit. Hannah just yeah. acted like she knew it all. I'm like, what is your track record? Get out of here. Yeah. And that's the thing. Your approach has to be so different if there really are. And that's the thing. You cannot approach your friend about their partner if you're just nitpicking them. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, if you if there's something truly a true warning where you're like, okay, I might need to, we need to have a conversation for this, then approach them just like what Paige or Pia said, where you're just like, We did it again. I know. (laughs) Every episode we record with Pia, we call her Paige once. And you know what? She's cool with it. I am. (laughs) But you know, you gotta just be like, hey, I noticed that this has been going on. Like, is everything okay? Are you good? Instead of just name calling your best friend's man, because that's going to get your ass kicked out the dough. Yeah. and, And it did. <laughs> it did, and it did, and, and oh my god! Did. I will say that. Okay, so when you when I rewatched last season, Hannah is like just so horrible. It's it's almost hard to watch, but the the vindication of that reunion where it's just everyone pure, shits on her, everyone hates her, and it and, and, and it was Andy, even hard. It was even hard for Paige to defend her. She's like, yeah, ah. yeah. At one point, Paige she goes, okay, yeah, she made some mistakes, but she's not a bad person. And they, <laughs> and they granted it's editing, but they cut to Andy going. Ah. Yeah. yeah, the only yeah. person that like, and that's another reason why Sierra got another tick in my book about not liking her because she was not willing to see any of the horrible things that Hannah did that season, and she was writing for Hannah way more than even Paige was. And also uh, during that reunion, considering like you're coming into this house, it's a it's a cast on a show, it's a show you're trying to join, and you're picking the side with the person who hates the whole house. Yeah, like what's the long? What's your long game here? Speaking of long games, like what's your Plan. I don't I don't know if she's seen Summer House before and granted Hannah was a fan favorite before that's that the, that's before a good that point. before that season I loved Hannah before last season and I felt bamboozled by Hannah because mm-hmm. I'm thinking she's a cool funny chill chick and then she came into I don't know if because she got so popular so quickly and we all did really love her that she got way too big for her britches and she just got an ego and just thought she was the star of summer house now and she could do whatever she wanted and we quickly checked her <laughs> quickly it's like no yeah no. Girl, you weren't that you weren't that yeah, great you weren't that great like tell it down like yeah like we liked you but we but like like, not of, like that like we thought you just added to the cast like now you think you're you think that you're you're the, that girl you like that girl girl and, uh-huh. and, it, was, and it was because she got had the, the podcast with Paige and that and then, of course, Bravo gave her that other show with the other people from Bravo, that other whatever it was called, chat room. Was the chat room thing. So I think she thought she was that girl and that she okay, for she, the record about chat room. OK, so inside T um, on the podcast, what else is going on? Shout out to my girl, Taria. She's going to be on my pod later uh, this week. She had Kate Chastain, who was also on chat room. And Kate Ooh. Chastain, this was two years ago. Ch- Kate Chastain, it was her concept. That was her. From Below Deck. Kate. Uh-huh. Okay. Kate Chastain from Below Deck. She she pitched it to Bravo. And she said that Hannah, now get ready. Oh, no. Stole her material. 
So when <gasps> they would be having conversations before, like they would go to record, Kate would say something, and then when they'd hit record, Hannah she would say would what Kate say it. Oh. See, that bitch ain't shit. So how did that relationship continue? What ended up happening with that? Because that's fucking... Kate, Kate left. Kate was like, Kate said that she would that, that what she would have done is she would have vetted the people better. Because mm-hmm. she's like, I thought... She thought she... she Portia was not cool. She said Portia... Because, you know, Portia's Miss Fan favorite, right? Right. But she said about not, Portia... Not for me. I, I have a yes. taste for her. Yes, I do know. Pia knew. Uh... Portia's spinoff really showed who she really was. Um, but Kate said that Portia is really good at showing the people who she is, but it like, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's not real. And so when they would go, when they would turn the recording on, she'd be a whole different person, but she wasn't that way when the cameras were off. She said Giselle was wonderful. She said she really loved Giselle. I can see that. I can see that. Me too. Me too. She said, Hannah, though, no, 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 not about it, not about it. Um, so, yeah, she... Sam, came- I was a Porsche fan. So, what is, what, is Porsche just like a complete bitch outside of when the cameras mm-hmm. turn up? Well, mm-hmm. me, me and Curtis had a really big argument about Porsche once. I would say, I don't think it was an argument. I felt like at, by the end of it, we were, we were saying the same thing. But that's how all of our arguments are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we literally will be arguing and then we come to the conclusion that we're literally saying. You're like, wait, are we saying the exact same thing? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to say about so, that. Okay. So Sierra goes in, she makes amends to everybody. Uh, everyone is very forgiving. Um, which, I mean, I guess I don't really hate them for that because this is Summer House, to be honest. Like, that's kind of the difference between Summer House and like Southern Charm. <laughs> Summer House is not toxic and Southern Charm is. And yeah. like, Summer House is like, look, we really are genuinely here to have fun. And Southern Charm is going to have like Shep berating someone for an entire episode. And so that's just not how they roll. They're like, like a really- grown man. <laughs> Yeah, like it was so he like they just really want to move on. Um and I think I would have handled it the same way too cuz since they are actually friends, if Sierra like if I was in next to her and I did not get wet, yep. and she came up to me and was just like, "Hey, I'm crazy sorry. about sorry." I would have been like, "Girl, you're fine because I know what I'm capable of and the things I've done in the past and baby, I've done worse than that." So I would yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty forgiving too and like understanding because I'm insane. So Exactly. I'm like, I've done worse. Um Lindsay and Craig in the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I can't I can't roll my eyes more. I mean, when this man Okay, 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 okay. When they okay, so so Lindsay's like, okay, yeah, you don't <laughs> throw a glass. I mean, we live together. Like, you don't throw a glass. And he's like, well, you don't hook up with your roommate's guy. And he goes, not the same, bitch. He goes, That's he goes, he, because he like kind of tells on himself. He goes, how do you think? He goes, how do you think it felt when, when you kissed Austin? And then he goes, how did it feel when she kissed Austin in Vermont? Mm-hmm. I go, exactly. Exactly. Did yeah. you just answer your own question? Exactly. And did did Lindsay she throw didn't a glass? do anything? And did Lindsay throw a glass at anybody or make a big tantrum or make the rest of the experience for everyone else awful? No. No. She literally goes, "I didn't." Care. She started hooking up with Jason. Yeah. So she like <laughs> she 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 did what she could to make herself like 
not feel like shit for the rest of the season. And she, yeah, she goes and hooks up with Jason. And then he goes, and then he goes, well, Austin never told Sierra that he didn't want to be with her. Um, I'm sorry. We watched him. We watched him say it like 500 times. It's, I tell you, I like when he was trying, it was weird because I'm like, you've known Lindsay for years. Yeah. And you're acting like you've got this major concern for Sierra when you've only met her in Winter House. Yeah. For 11 days was the shoot. And then you knew her now for a few months, let's say. Okay. But you then said that Lindsay and Austin have had a relationship for four years, yet you're honoring this Winter House relationship. Like, I get that you, your boy Austin is a total fuckboy and he's messing around with everything, but like, why are you acting like Lindsay yeah. is some piece of shit here? And that's, and that's why I say that he's, he's like, Pay, he's with Paige right now, and, pay, and Sierra is Paige's bestie, so she's he's gonna be Team Sierra, and that's Ugh, what it is. That's what it's. That's what, like if he's not Team Sierra on this, him and Paige are gonna have some problems, and you know that because yeah. she like that is just like he he doesn't really care about Lindsay one way or the other, so it'd be just easier to just team up with like okay, yeah, like let's be on Sierra's side. It's right, just, it's just that easy for him. It's like also I loved how Lindsay said <laughs> she was just like oh, yeah. I graduated at number twenty out of like six hundred or whatever she said. I'm oh, very like, intelligent. I'm very intelligent. I was like, all right, like, okay, okay. I don't know. What? I'm glad. I'm glad we know that now. Yeah. I graduated twentieth I mean, out of six hundred in my college. I am very intelligent because I thought I, she was going to flip out, and she said, "Well, that. this is this is <laughs> why she's such a G, dude. She just well, we'll get to the next morning because I was so impressed and yes, then very and, mad at Sierra, but we'll get to, and yeah. that, I just want to say again, this is why I am a Lindsay Stan. They they really come for her, and when it counts, she really takes the high road. <laughs> cut to cut to later though. This okay. So when when Craig and Paige were on Watch What Happens Live, one of the games was like, "What's your partner's most annoying quality?" And Paige was like, "The drunk stories." This is a prime example. Craig is all drunk, and he's like, "I just want you to come to Maryland and be my." That's where he's from, right, Maryland, mm. Denver. De- I don't even Denver. know. To be I, thought, I thought he I was thought, East Coast. I thought he said Denver. Whatever. He's no, like, they're doing lobster crabs, and crabs. crabs and a, shit. Oh, Maine, no, I think you're right. Maine. 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 Okay, yeah. He's Maine. like, I want you to come meet my family and with crabs. He's like all wasted. And she's like, yeah, okay, cool. See, that's him being like all extra commitment-y and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But then, of course, you know, the next day when he's talking to Amanda, he's like, yeah, it's just like chill, whatever. Like, she's just going to come because like my parents are going to happen to be in town. I'm like, she's going to happen to be there. Like, his like drinking is gonna get real old real fast i'm just pointing that out there especially because they haven't lived lived together yet so mm-hmm. by the and way he's, southern charm cats they're always drinking he's from, he's from delaware all, delaware he's yeah. from delaware i just looked it up he's from but delaware. where do his parents live now because the, to throw out the crab thing that makes me feel like they're on a shoreline or something i don't know what happened or in a in place delaware. that does crabs I don't, I don't know. know. Is Delaware have some crabs? I don't know what Delaware listeners is weigh for. in. Listeners, let us know. Because I need to know. Okay, so the next day we get this hurricane warning, and I love their commitment. Even with the hurricane warning, they're like, "We will play be- beach volleyball." <laughs> I know. They're like, cute. "We will." Really I I actually laughed at that because it's one of those things where they had that really planned, and that was definitely something they needed for a production. Production. Yep. And they were like. 
I don't okay. care. We have to still do it because, like, no one in their right man, mind would have still done that. Day. You could hear if, the sirens in the background at yeah. some points of the scene of the hurricane siren. If this was not being filmed, they would have been like, "I guess we're not doing that today." Yeah, they <laughs> like they could have just hung out in the backyard, but they're like, "Guys, we have to. We need this footage." Yeah. Um. Here's where Lindsay is such a trooper. This bitch is scrubbing pots and pans. And she's just shaking it off and keeping things moving. Yeah. And then down comes Sierra with a total attitude, looks at Lindsay cleaning, and then just goes right back upstairs and doesn't touch it. It was her mess. She should help clean. Yeah. No, I peeped that too when she walked downstairs and saw Lindsay. She's like, nope. And uh, I get last night, I get the night before not helping clean because she had to be like separated to calm yeah. down. But like, you can help now. Yeah, that's something Um, I would have, if I, if I was Sierra, and believe me, I have definitely been... A, a Sierra in my group of friends before where I was just completely fucking wrong. I had a whole thing in ba- like I, w- I went to Bali with some of my girlfriends and I pee a monster came out when I was drunk. I, it was my fault. I lost the, the, the villa key but I was so mad that everyone was mad at me that I raged out and just threw shit around everywhere. <laughs> like the contents of my purse was all scattered around the villa once we got in and Everyone just quietly went to bed while I was just raging out and like (laughs) saying I was going to leave. And then I woke up the next morning like I was crazy last night. (laughs) And I had to do my apology tour like Sierra did. And I'm just walking around picking up the contents of the book. I like I like all the things like things are hanging off trees. I'm picking it up. They weren't going to pick it up. I, I knew that that was my I knew what I did. (laughs) <laughs> and I had to, I, and it was my responsibility to do the apology tour and clean up the remnants of last night. And oh Sarah, my God, that is so funny. That, when you do something like that, you clean up your fucking You clean mess. it up. That was annoying. Okay. Well, anyway, then later she does pull Danielle aside and God, Danielle, like, I stand her. I really yeah, do. Because that apology was not good enough for it me. It wasn't good enough. That was not good she enough. She kind of rushed it. She's like, okay, first of all, I just want to say I'm sorry. And I was like, that's, that's, that's not, that's not a first of all. That's a, that's the only thing you're here to do. Yeah. Yeah. You're and only here to say, five minutes. yeah, you're only here to say you're very sorry because on Watch What Happens Live, Sierra was on last night. Yeah. And she said, because one of the people that called in with the question said, what are the things that Lindsay and Danielle have done that also made you feel disregarded? Because remember how in the fight she said, you and Lindsay you, have done other things. You. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She said say? that some things have happened off camera where they, quote, left her name off of things. And I'm assuming it was like an event or something and they didn't have her name on it. Like okay, she wasn't that ma- invited. Oh, no, that makes sense. I Lindsay and Danielle do, do the, things like that. And I will be very upfront and honest, but it's not. But for the people who are saying it has something to do with her race, it doesn't. They did that to Hannah. Remember, that was why one of Hannah's. Oh, reasons. yeah. So I'm going to come up with facts. They did that. If they if they're not feeling you or they don't feel like your friends, they that is how they all that's how they retort. They will leave you off of guest list, and they do do that. Uh, so I think that I I'm not shocked by that. I'm not shocked the fact that they would leave that leave her off of a guest list because they they it's clear that they're not friends. So but that's how, regardless, if that's even, about race. But, but if that's think, what she's saying, that's how she felt. No, no, I I'm not saying that that's that's not 
her right to feel disregarded for that. There are people in the comments section saying that it was. Yeah, she's ra- going on. Ra- ra- okay. Recently, ra- my Instagram posts have garnered a lot of comments saying that there's a lot of microaggressions going on from Danielle and Lindsay towards okay. yes. Sierra. So I'm saying that it that proves to proves that. Yes, I think that that happens and that happens and that does and that it does feel shitty to be left out and that is wrong, but it has but it's 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 a they are not friends and they're all they're playing these like games with each other situation and it has nothing to do with like in a race. This was what I thought was really impressive with Danielle because she said without saying too much, she's like Lindsay's not going to do a lot of things right. But yeah. it's worth trying another try with her. And I was like, ooh. But she's so saying, smart with her words and everything. is, I know who my best friend is. I know she's not perfect. I'm not about to say that she's, she's not wrong. perfect. I'm not saying it on camera I'm not neither. saying she's, but I'm saying I get it. And yeah. please give her another chance. See, and that's still, like, Danielle still gave her too much there in that moment. Because I like what she said in that statement specifically, but the overall conversation, I would have had to point out the fact that you did assault me with a glass and and reiterate it because um, Sierra did come in and say, that was like the first things that she said was like, I should not have done that and thrown that. But I need to really reiterate it so I can feel that your apology is genuine because she did not... I don't know if it's the immaturity in me, but like you need to grovel a little bit more. Like I need to feel some type of emotion and compassion behind your actions and this. You think she was embarrassed? Maybe so, but I also feel like she she strategically made that time to apologize to her right before they left. Too. I was surprised she didn't wait till they got to the beach so she could have more time. Right. See, I felt like she did it on purpose so then she could make her apology and be like, "I did that." Now we got to go. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it didn't give, because I've even done that before where I'm like, uh, I'm in the wrong. I need to talk to this person. So I'm going to do it at a time where we can't get too deep into it, but they can receive my apology and I can bounce type of thing. So I feel like that was kind of strategic of her to talk to her right before they're leaving. It definitely didn't feel like she values Danielle as a friend at all. Yeah. I definitely feel like she was. She was, I felt like what you said, Emily, is right. She was just embarrassed. We are going to move on <laughs> to the amazing Andrea as Lindsay was spectacular. That was. Right it. there for me, that like solidified that he belongs on the show. Wait, if you could, Andrea, uh, when he was dressed as Lindsay for oh, the volleyball tournament. Oh, the like when he could pull that costume off, I was like, yep, he belongs on Summer House. Like, now and for Lindsay not to get mad at him, too, because you know how Lindsay, she can be a little temperamental. Oh, she <laughs> loves it when they remember when Carl dressed up as Lindsay for her birthday one year. Oh, you're right. He you're lo- right. She loves you're it. Right. Why, right. loves it. Why was no one dressed up as Danielle? Oh, yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. There was two Kyles. Yeah, I was wondering why no one was dressed up as Danielle. Wait a minute. I was like, I was that's a like, good question. I wanted like to two Kyles. Yeah, like why did no one want to dress up like Danielle? Because I was like, oh, blackface. But then I'm like, Maya could have been Danielle. <laughs> no, you don't. But you don't need to be because like, um, true. Sierra, Sierra was uh, Sierra was Carl, Carl, and she didn't even really look like Carl because Carl At doesn't all. have like the uh, good point. I didn't yeah. understand that, but I think um, 
I, in the moment, I didn't understand it, but I think you made a post. I think it was you that you made a post that um a repost of Danielle said that uh, she wasn't supposed to play. It was supposed to be um no Alex. 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 So maybe they had an Alex costume that they had to ditch. But what about Danielle? But maybe Wait, Alex was supposed to be there. Apparently, Alex couldn't be there last week. That's so, past, that's why he wasn't even in it, even he, though he wasn't in it the week before. Either. Yeah, I or think, the week before. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I think so. Danielle was saying, I I think Danielle was saying that she wasn't originally supposed to play, but she ended up playing for Alex. So maybe they already had those costumes and they didn't have one for her. I don't. Know. Mm. But I still feel like they could have threw one together. It's so easy. Yeah. Like, like, see, like Maya could have been it. Like, yeah. Yeah. she's got the long hair. It's so easy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm I don't offended. That's a good question. I okay. am now offended. Wait, so Alex really is still was <laughs> justice still for Danielle? Justice for Danielle. <laughs> like I feel like what are you talking about disregarded? Danielle you know what? Disregarded the whole episode. Danielle <laughs> should raise hell. You know what? She didn't say one word about it. You know, you she's a trooper. She, really she has is. a glass thrown at her. She doesn't expect any attention for it. She just still went out and partied. And now no one dresses up as her on the beach volleyball. Because I'm telling you, I would not have let that I'm glass saying, go. Danielle has definitely been disregarded this whole episode. And she if, really has. And if she, if we don't have some justice for her at the reunion, I'm going to just have a fit. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm mad now. Okay. So <laughs> then they play volleyball and no one's dressed as Danielle as they play volleyball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so who cares about them? Um, Amanda talks to Craig and this is where I'm uh, once again. Now, so remember Craig was like, you're going to go meet my parents when he was all drunk. And then Amanda's like, so what's this turning into? Craig is so mixed messages guy though he's like i mean i wouldn't be here if i didn't picture myself walking down the aisle with her i feel like he's also doing that thing where he's trying to like make sure to keep Paige and saying just enough that is also mind fuck yes but then also being like don't get too too in your feelings about it but then also i'm thinking about like don't throw out the m word like and then Amanda's like, oh, my God, that's so cute. Like, and Amanda, I'm, you know better. And he de- and he's doing that manipulation. He's do- he's completely telling Amanda all the gushy stuff and purposely not telling Paige this because he knows Amanda's going to go back to Paige and relay the information. So it's going to yep. keep, her, keep her on the hook. And so she I relayed think- it in a way where it made it seem more exciting than it was. Yeah. And she came yes. back, she's like, guess what Craig said? He yeah. said yes. he could see himself marrying you. And he, like, <laughs> and he, and he knew, he knew that was what was going to happen. He knew what he was doing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I do know that he is going to propose on camera so that they can get like a wedding special thing and like they're become they, they are the first cringe. Bravo couple. Like, and I they think, are absolutely you, that couple. Well, hold, 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 hold. Do you feel? Like they are even more extra now with their couple <sighs> coupling after Carl and Lindsay went on Watch What Happens Live, and Andy called Carl and Lindsay the first the couple first of Bravo? couple of Bravo. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I've seen even more of like them making it clear and present that they're a couple. I feel like Craig has more of that personality, but I feel like Paige really wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe I'm misreading Paige, but I totally could see Craig being like trying to manipulate the narrative to make it seem like they're the number one couple, but I don't think Paige really gives that much of a fuck to be a bra- first Bravo couple. Here's the problem. I, I don't think she did until she got a little bit of this attention, and yeah. I think it's going to her head, and we're mm. seeing, like, 
It's hard to be as adorable and tiny and cute and fashionable as Paige is. And she's an influencer for crying out loud. So she would like this type of attention. Yeah. yeah. And so now she's getting all this type of attention. It's going to her head and they are about to become more annoying than I want them to be. I hate yeah. it because he really is getting cringier by that episode. Like, crazy. yeah. And, and I used like, to really like him just like because he had this child like kind of like in the beginning of Southern Charm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But now he seems to be turning into he he's too savvy now. Like he became yeah. like a businessman in like cheesy ways. Like he's a freaking accident attorney and he's, aware that he's on a show. Like, yeah, and like he plays aware. the business side of these shows, which is kind of tacky to us because yeah. as Bravo watchers, like we see what you're doing, you know how right. to play the game, you know it's how to run this game, and I don't like it. Something about yeah. something about Craig and Paige's relationship. Not saying that it's not a genuine one; that it's it's more than business and it's more than them wanting clout. I do think that they really enjoy each other, but something about Craig and Paige's relationship versus Carl and um, Lindsay's relationship seems a little off inauthentic like they're trying to really put in our face me like Paige and craig i'm saying that they're in a relationship and i'm i'm taking this more off of social media by the way and looking at their stories it seems like when i see carl and Lindsay post it's just like they're really just like excited to be in this fresh new relationship and excited to post about each other and Paige and some of the stuff i've seen with Paige and craig it's like Look at look at my boyfriend. Like he's a lawyer and a this and, and that. I'm like, your boyfriend it is a like cheesy ass yeah, accident so attorney. Yeah, it seems more performative. And it's when when Carl and Lindsay post, it seems like what exactly. like a normal couple would do when they're first in that fresh relationship. Well, Paige yeah. has something to prove because she wasn't the first choice with Craig, so she has something to prove. Whoa, that was good. that was good. Fire. I mean, that facts. was amazing. Oh, oh, sorry, Paige. Oh. And she's never felt that before because she's always been the it girl. I feel true, like like she's true. always been and, the it girl. And in the in the preview for next week, Andrea is talking about how he was getting, he was falling in love with Lexi. Yeah, and that like Paige was like like the interim girl. And yeah. she's like, I can't help but feel like I was used. Oh, shut I don't up, understand Paige. her perspective on that. Oh, I, shut I'm up, like, Paige. Shut up. So, so, okay. So I kind of think that Paige is about to turn into a monster. No. You've heard it here first. Oh, shit. No, I did. I, now that you bring it up, I kind of forgot about that in the preview. But I immediately, when I heard her say that, I, need I was context like, for that. I need context. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. But I just, I just mean like, because seeing the way Craig and Paige are morphing into this, like, asshole couple in front of our eyes watching the way they acted in this whole scene and watching even the way they were they were cute on watch what happens live but they were full of themselves full of themselves and craig was still kind of a dick like the way craig was like her biggest fear is me leaving her i'm like right her fear is heights i feel like they i feel like they they (laughs) think they think they're a little bit more untouchable than they are yeah Let's and they know they're about to get spinoffs and they know they're about to get specials yeah, and they know they're about to make that money. Yeah. Um, let's also talk about uh, this is what I, I know we were just seeing an edited clip for the preview. So, yes, I yes, try to say it's hard. We need to we see need more context. Con- we need more yeah. context. But from what I saw of the preview, how dare you, Paige, even fix your mouth to say anything to Andrea when you were talking to Andrea. You literally talking- Dumped him like a piece of trash yeah, on and, a Tuesday. And, and talking to Craig at the same time. And in your confessionals, boasting how pretty much Andrea is a filler for you 
while you figure out Craig. Like, it was very clear Craig was number one and, and Andrea was two. And he's like, I'm going to make out with Andrea, hot Italian, wall, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Craig, right? like, she would say these things in her confessional. So please, 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 right. please. Don't fix yes. your mouth to say anything about Andrea when he like you and you're parading when you did him wrong. And I you're parading like. and you're parading Craig in front of Andrea without even giving Andrea heads up really uh, about how you're going to act or be when Craig gets here. And Andrea has to in the moment like not adjust. Like, adjust. You didn't really give him the space to know. Like you didn't really tell him that when Craig gets here, you're going to be all lovey dovey, and he was going to be. Sh- how is it that you can date Paige, but Andrea can't date? Hannah too. Hannah 2.0. Uh, how can you, are you going to be mad at Luke Hannah for doing what he wants to do and you have a whole fiance on the side? Yeah. So crazy to me. And that's why they're, and that's why they're giggly best friends together. Let's actually talk about awesome people now because when Danielle talks to Lindsay on that beach, Danielle, I'm going to say this. It's a good thing. The way Danielle read Lindsay down yes, is the, only, the way a friend can do it. Like it wasn't bad, but she, she let Lindsay try and explain the situation. Cause Lindsay's like, look, I knew that it was possible that Austin could have hooked up with Sierra. I didn't know that he was going to pick me to give all the attention to. And Danielle just goes, but did you kind of, but love did that? you want to hurt him? Yeah, yeah. I was just yes. like, come on. And, and that's why Danielle was like, please. She was yes. like, mm-hmm. But didn't you love like she knows you her let, best friend? You, yeah. And it's yep. okay. And the thing is, again, we know my position on Lindsay. I so love Danielle holding a Lindsay Lindsay accountable because as much as like I say Lindsay could have done whatever she wants, like it's her prerogative, I do think she enjoyed the shit out of yes. everything that was happening. Um and own it. You own you it, enjoy, girl. You enjoyed it. And Danielle is not above. She's not that kind of blind friend who's, that's what she said to Sierra. I know my girl. I'm not going to say it, but I know she's not going to do everything right. Talk to her. And then she says to Lindsay in the gentlest way, clearly saying, I love you unconditionally, but let me guide you. Let me guide you towards where you to need to be right where now. you might have gone wrong. And here. then, and, and that's a, that's the real type And of Lindsay didn't you- get mad. She did, and, th- and that's what I'm that could have been a fight. That could have been a fight. No, and that's what I'm saying because when you have a genuine friendship with somebody, it's like if Daniel had to try to say that to, to Lindsay in front of other people, it would have. I think yes. that conversation would have went all the way wrong because you're already people don't like you. You're already defensive, and it's going to feel like your your best friend is attacking you. She did it. She did, Daniel did it so perfect, and that's why I want to give mm-hmm. her the, the MVP trophy of the give of her the, her flowers because she she one. talked to she talked she hurt she really hurt Sierra out, and she really when she said to Sierra she was really going to try to be like even more open and more. Um, not as you know biased or whatever she was trying to get at with Sierra. Like try, she tried to hear Sierra out, and she applied it. She went directly to Lindsay. She said she kind of like in a gentle way gave her you know what her thoughts were, and then that moment made the moment later with Sierra and Lindsay better, mm-hmm. better. Yep, it sure did. It did because then let's cut to that now. Like when they talk later. Lindsay was able to, I mean, though, I got to say what I, what I heard when Lindsay was describing her relationship with Austin made something very clear. What? Lindsay's tolerance for toxic relationships is way too high. 
Oh, very yes. high. And I think when we've she seen was that with all of her that, I was yeah. like, oh, she's like, yeah, talking about our relationship, insecure. All, all of my our- boyfriends have been insecure. All of his girlfriends have been insecure. I'm like, oh that's a problem. Whoa. That is a huge problem. Babe. It is. It, it, and the thing is, I think that we, I think that uh, it's just so we hard to watch. Seen, we've, we've seen it. Seen we've seen all of Lindsay's relationships and they're so super toxic. And yes. it's like, that's why Wait, I'm actually. Have we ever heard of Austin before coming up in any of her relationships? I've never even heard this man's name. No, that's mentioned. what kind of like throws me every time they say four years. They've known each other for four years. Because I'm like, the show has been airing for four years. Summer House. Like, it's been airing for five, I feel like. Six? So, no, I, this is our sixth year. I, I have heard. Yeah. Because I, I, you know how I am. I get uh, I get really. Um, Into the social medias. Yeah. So, no, I've seen their, I've seen their friendship okay. on, social, on social media. I just don't think that. Well, this is the first time, like they, and you, they've come on the show. I just don't think that there has been any real reason for Bravo to capture any of the like details right. of, of the su- Southern Charn relationships. We just know that they're all friends you know, and they hang out. And this is the first season where we're seeing detail more of the crossover of their, their relationships. So, um, I just think a lot of it was off camera. Also, I would like. And she to didn't say, want to bring it up on on the show. Yeah, and she it had would her, have no she, story for it. Yeah, I, I just don't think that was it was a yeah. But because when I she also, said that all relationships have had issues with it, I was like, well, you've never mentioned it. I'm like, that's a red flag. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> definitely a red flag. When she described that relationship, she's like, I don't know if I still like Austin. I'm like, God, you have a After way too years? high. You have way too high a tolerance for a toxic dynamic. No, and I will call bullshit here. With when Lindsay says, I don't know if I still like Austin. She does still like Austin. She just doesn't want to. I think that Austin has embarrassed her uh, before. I got Winter House when she completely said, I'm in love with you. And he completely was like, don't you say that, girl. <laughs> like, um, so I think that she's picking her words a little bit more loosely when she describes Austin. Because I think she's still like a little embarrassed by how open she was and how quickly she was rejected. So I think she's like, I'm still, I'm still figuring it out. Like, no, bitch, you know that you still like Austin. Like, you do. <laughs> I mean, you can't be involved with someone for four years and still be like, mm, I don't know. It's yeah. like, you don't. Like, you know, you know, you know that you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know that. And I was so relieved when Sierra was like, I'm stepping back. Whether or not she and she really means it. I was like, yeah, okay. Can we just, I like, can we stop this? Stop I want this storyline to stop. And I, that was like the best thing that I heard Sierra say, say, even if she doesn't really mean it, like, cause like, again, we're human. So like, we might know that that's what we should do, but that does that mean that she, that's what she's actually going to do? Not necessarily. So I'm not going to like hold her to that. But in that moment, I was glad she said that because I do think she believes it in that moment because mm-hmm. I think she's reflecting on the whole weekend. And I think that she, like in a, a bad way, I think she needed to throw the wine and glass at Danielle to realize uh-huh. how far. Like, look what's happening. To like go to the roof, like to break the ceiling with it, essentially. And now there's no, yeah, you like, can't go any higher than that. Yeah, you it's have like, to come down. What am I actually fighting for and about and with? Like, what what to yeah. what end yeah is that is energy draining yeah like this is completely taking me out of character because i don't think sarah is a person that's going to go around totally throwing, throwing glasses and being like no. that. and i don't think that that's going to happen again i think that there was a lot of gaslighting happening to sierra off camera and there was a lot of other uh people i.e craig and Paige, gassing her up which i'm pissed about. yeah and we need to talk about more yeah and 
and even though she's a response, she's a grown ass woman and she's responsible for her own, her own actions. I, I, I can understand how you can have a moment where you come out of your character. Yep. Also, oh, I God. feel like with, oh, I this, understand that. with this conversation that Lindsay and Sierra had, I realized that and watching that, this is the first conversation that they've had. And I feel like I've seen Lindsay really have where they're like listening before they're actually trying to think of their response. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. Like they both like Lindsay took her time to listen to what Sierra had to say before she was trying to conjure up, conjure up, perjure up, her de- up, her defend. Like Sierra sat there and listened to Lindsay without trying to think of her comeback of what she's going to say. So therefore they both were totally able to hear yeah. each other out like fully this time. I You're would right. say this is totally. the first time Sierra has had a really good timing with ha- trying to have a conversation with Lindsay. Yes. Mm-hmm. This and is the first time they are sober. It time had, they both had time to reflect on their feelings. I, and that, and that was what my issue was. I was like, you can't keep trying to have a conversation with someone like when they're drunk or like if you get like, like sometimes you just really need to take, let, let both people take a beat. And like, and I think that this, and this is why their conversation was so productive. Uh, Yes. And I think Danielle obviously helped too, because she put 1000% Lindsay in the right headspace too, to have that conversation. But um, I hope, and I don't know if it's going to happen because I feel like social media has ruined it for me. But uh, I don't think that they're still in a good place. I, I think no. Danielle said something on a different interview saying that Sierra has not talked to her about this again, which is disappointing. And Sierra um, said last night on Watch What Happens Live that they are indifferent. Okay. Okay. And I, I, which I really... don't understand that from Danielle's perspective. I mean, I guess maybe I would want another conversation off camera. But... Because it can be perform- it can it can be perceived as performative because there are cameras around. So to if if you really feel like you were wrong, I think that she was deserved another conversation off camera to just to make it feel more like. Are you saying this because cameras around and you're more so protecting your image, or are you saying this because you really feel this way? Right. No, and that sucks because I thought what really sealed the deal for them was the swig of wine at the end. I of know, the conversation. And, and that's what makes you know what me I mean. So- that makes me so disheartened that I was really hoping that this whole thing was worth it because it was going to make them all come together, come together. And it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. And that, and that's no. just this, that is really. Well, hopefully next season will be, hopefully this, yes. these moments will prop up for next season for yes. them to really work through and unpack those issues. And finally I feel come like to that's a, a possibility. I, agree. I, I yeah. think that, I think that's a possibility if Andy does his job at the reunion. So I think that Andy, because sometimes, what do you mean? So I think, um, a lot of times Andy had like, he either is either really good at a reunion or he can is really disappointing. So if he had like has favorites and stuff like that, and I think we've talked about this, Emily, in the past, like he's like really hard on Kyle and stuff like that. And he has like a, if he has like a bias towards someone, he doesn't necessarily. It shows. And I don't think he realizes how much it shows when he's doing it. And it, and that happened, um, on Salt Lake City's reunion, like, he allowed everyone to gaslight he hates Barlow. Yeah, he every, allowed everybody to gaslight Lisa, and we didn't get a good reunion because of it. So if and I and I can tell he really likes Sierra, and um, I would hope he he did a good job with Hannah and making her be accountable. So I'm hoping he's doing the same thing this reunion and really allowing everyone to address what they want to and not 
choosing favorites because when he does that it really changes the dynamic of like getting things out and the resolve, reunion yeah like resolving issues so i'm hoping he does his job and remains neutral and really just goes with the facts and like lets people get into it i agree Okay, yeah, now that you explain it like that, I can agree too. Because, yes, this is the perfect setup for them to really, like, rise from the ashes next season and really just, like, because now they'll have the reunion will be behind them. That should have aired by the time they're back in the house. Oh, yeah. And so they'll have all the information also, plus all the behind the scenes stuff. Like, they'll have all that information to yeah. now. Stay and I don't in think the house together and unpack that. Yeah, because I don't think that they've um, filmed the reunion yet. So they've definitely had an opportunity to see all of this. Because I hate also, mm-hmm. I hate also when they film the reunion a little too early, and because mm. sometimes they don't get to um, see everything. Or well, no, no, they whenever they film well, the reunion, they give them well, all of the episodes. Well, they give them the episodes. Yes, they before. do do. Sorry, I misspoke. They do do that, but the problem is they, they don't see the feedback. They don't see the feedback. Yeah, so I get that. I get that. That is true. That because that does make a difference because they're it still does. watching it from their perspective and they they could be like Don't I'm so right and then they get yeah. the audience feedback they're like I was wrong yeah <laughs> I get that that's true um, okay so let's just skip all the way to the last scene with Carl's mom and stepdad coming over and I'm not gonna lie I shed a, a sweet tear of happiness when he said he was 223 days sober and the I way his mom that. hugged him just the weight of that is so much because his brother as we know overdosed and her relief you could feel her relief and her and her pride um i really am fascinated by this when when carl said you know i just thought i was the guy like doing coke and drinking all the time why do we shy away from saying coke on reality television it's like no one they all do it exactly vanderpump rules has a hard time saying it like like they've they've alluded to it so many times like there was a season where it was really weird sandoval looks to i think it was season seven he looks over at, at james and he goes it's like sometimes james when you're like not just drinking but you're like doing more like uppers and it's Ariana next to him and then Stassi next to Ariana and then James and both their faces are like, um, cause all of them do it. <laughs> and yeah. so they're like, what are you doing? And James yeah, is like, like do I don't know. Do not put this on the table. Yes. <laughs> and James put is, this on the table. No pun intended. And James is like, and James is like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't just, I don't know what you're talking about. And, and then Andy has to act like he doesn't fucking know what cocaine is. And he's like, "Um, do you do cocaine? I'm like, Andy, you do cocaine. Okay. That's probably, that's probably what it was. Not only is it Los Angeles, this is West Hollywood that they're living in. And let me tell you, as a resident of West Hollywood myself, it's everywhere. Cocaine is everywhere like you will be doing it unless you don't want to do drugs you're doing it all the time you i don't do drugs but (laughs) he does not do drugs um and so like yeah no yeah we all live in we all live in la you can go anywhere in la and not know the person or anything i can walk to the bathroom and someone is trying to offer me something so it's everywhere it's everywhere well new york same thing so it's just silly when like we're, we watch all these reality shows. Oh my God. My favorite though was on Roni when Bethany had called out John for doing blow. Remember when it's the bra party and she's like, you're a little lit up right now. Want to blow <gasps> yes, some lines and cover I some remember. And so then they bring it up at the reunion 
And Dorinda's all playing dumb. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. And then Sonia goes, everyone knows you do drugs. (laughs) (laughs) And then Luann just just pats her leg and goes, Dorinda, just drop it. Yeah. (laughs) Because Luann parties her face off. (laughs) <laughs> um, okay, so in, in in therapy, Kyle and Amanda talk about the prenup again. Last week we said that we, I personally am like, this has to be a storyline thing because it just doesn't make sense to me that Ky- that Amanda's like, I don't, I don't want to sign it. It feels like bad luck. Yeah, I don't get this. Do you, I, do we think me, it's real? I still think it's a little bit of a storyline. Would they would they I lie they about this shit something. in therapy? Does it not feel I, like I, illegal? I feel like it's not a real therapy session. And it also, okay, I, okay. I also feel a certain way about people having therapy sessions I on agree. camera. I mean, I, yeah, I, under, I, I understand that it's like something that we kind of want to see, but how can, can you really I have understand a, the sentiment? Yeah. Of, can you really have a real therapy session? For, on, especially on since camera? she starts it off being like, I just want to start off and say how much I appreciate you, Kyle, and how great you've been and how amazing you've been. And then he's like, okay, like, thanks. Girl, I was like, what? When have you ever said that? She for has one. been, thank God, for the, we've got a reprieve from them fighting, thank God, for the past few episodes. But, uh, that whole moment, I'm like, can we please not do this? Can you please just get a prenup and make us all feel better? Is that yeah. public record? Can we look that up? I don't know um, if that's public record. I don't think prenups are. Cause I need to know. Yeah. Cause something know. about me is telling me that they already have a prenup. I, I, I said last week, I gotta, I, I'm gonna go with that instinct. We're gonna stick with that I instinct. That, that feels right. A, I feel like this is a, yeah. filler. I, you know what it is? Ooh, I just came up with this. I think they need to start talking about this because we're ending with, uh, Kyle and Amanda's wedding. So they kind of need something. They have something. to have a conflict. One need, more little thing. Yeah, we need something One that storyline. Will yeah. they or won't Ties. they get a prenup before yeah, the like, wedding? Yeah, I think it's to help build up the tension to the wedding for the wedding because they're the fighting couple anyway yeah i think that i think that i think that this is a little bit contrived kyle is already for me kyle is smart and he's a business person and like he's making all the points already on camera saying that the investors (laughs) i'm a business person they're saying we need to have this prenup so it's just like this would have been taken care of already and and then in the preview for next week amanda's like all I know is that, like, if Kyle were to ever leave me, I would get half. I'm like, well, that's literally what a fucking prenup is. Exactly. I literally said the same fucking thing <laughs> when she said that. I was like, well, that's your prenup, babes. You get to so say you, that in the prenup. So let's, let's, so let's go to get a prenup and write that down. I like what Carl had to say. They're like, you guys are like not understanding what a prenup did. It's not something negative. It's something positive. It's something to help you understand what's yours is yours or what's or decide all of that. Because what's ahead going of time. in my prenup, if my man cheats on me, I, yep. he doesn't get anything. I get it all. Yep. That's going and, in my and, prenup. And the like, thing is that happens and that does happen yes, in prenups. That's a clause because if they don't mm-hmm. want to sign that, then hmm, you're going to cheat on me? All right, guys, let's wrap this up because I tell you right now, I'm going to have a nightmare editing this episode. And I think, (laughs) you know what, Curtis? I have a feeling it wasn't your Wi-Fi. I have a feeling that I just needed to restart this whole Zoom because as soon as I restarted it, we had no problems. Okay. I hope so because I don't want to go through this again. (laughs) Right? But notice as soon as I restarted it, there was no issues. Okay, so 
not like we're gonna have this problem again because next week i will be back in los angeles everything will be yeah. fine we can return to normal back with your kitties back with, i know i miss them so much and my cats are not the kind of cats that do well with any other people so they are literally terrified hiding under the bed I can understand that. I know. It's really sad. All right, you guys. Thank you for being here as always. Talking Bravo with me always. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind, could you do a little rate and review? Maybe even subscribe. All of the above. If not, hey, I get it. No pressure. I'm also on Buy Me A Coffee. Buy Me A Coffee is a great way for content creators to get some monetary support from their followers. And it's just very easy. Buymeacoffee.com slash She Speaks Bravo. The link is also in my Instagram bio. And of course, if you're not already, please follow me on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok. Not going to lie. I just post the exact same stuff on both platforms. So no need to follow both. But um, love you guys. Mean it. And I'll see you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.